Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. It's time for two nerdskis and a podcast! All right, well, welcome to a brand new episode of uh, Two Nerd Skis and a Podcast. Um, it's Eric here. Um, Jeff is not here this week, uh, which is part of the reason why you're probably listening to this not on a Friday when we usually release episodes, but um, instead it's a, oh God, um, probably Saturday or Sunday, hopefully Saturday by that time I upload this uh, bad boy, but... Um, yeah, no, Jeff is off this week, uh, it's Valentine's Day as of this recording, and I, um, wanted to, you know, give him some time to go be with his girlfriend, and, um, I wanted him to have a good time, so, doesn't mean that yours truly isn't gonna be around here talking, I figured, uh, we'd do something a little bit different, so, um, but be, uh, know for sure that episode, new and main installments will be on uh out every friday that is always the goal but um this is going to be a little something different today uh today we're going to be talking about the franchise that is power rangers you know nerd tea <laughs> i was going for you know a nerd's key time joke but that's not going to happen okay um but you might hear me do that in the main recording but yes we're going to be talking about the overall power rangers franchise as a whole and uh, Jeff, was, I remember when Jeff and I came up with uh, things to talk about, and I told him I wanted to talk about the franchise. He was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could totally do this. But luckily, I do know someone who is here to discuss the show, and that's going to be uh, our friend from our very second installment, Josh from the Great White North of Canada. is going to be here to join us today. So um, he's going to be here... And he's going to be here with me, and we're going to discuss the franchise because um, he is the second biggest Power Rangers fan I know, aside from me. So you're going to hear us go in-depth about it and whatnot. We're probably going to go back and forth on a lot of this, so just bear with us. But yeah, this is a little special uh, little episode. It's a little special installment that we're uh, doing today. So um, hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, and like I said, we'll be back um friday next friday that's going to be friday oh god what day is that it is friday the 19th with two new main installments to make up for the lack of a main installment that came out uh this week so um we'll be back on friday and we will be back to discuss tremors 2 but until then it's nerdski time with eric and josh so please enjoy everybody Okay, well, uh, th- thank you, Josh, for coming in here today. I appreciate you coming back. We had a fun time with you on the second installment. Thanks for being a part of that. Uh, actually, it's funny. Uh, the last time I spoke, the last time you did it um, with us, it's kind of last minute, but um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and doing it. But how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing very well, and um, I'm very happy to be here, and thank you for having me. 
Oh, no, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, how long have we known each other now? I, I think it's been, geez. Um, three, four years now, maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. We never really, but we never really started really interacting with each other till maybe, geez, twenty nineteen. It's probably my guess, right? Is that that's when you introduced? That's when you invited me to join our little Discord server, and that's where I met a whole new cavalcade of characters. Yep. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting journey to say the least. I mean, I knew what how did how did exactly on Facebook did we meet? Was it um some sort of Power Rangers uh group to group kind of uh, i'm trying to think of if that was the case i i th- i think it might have have been handy and and but uh i think the moment you and i i knew you and i were meant to be buddies was because i liked all your comments like every time i would do something power rangers related you'd just comment on this like oh it was messed up what went on behind the scenes or this is my favorite season i think that was the mm. moment i knew you and i were going to be good friends <laughs> it's kind of fortuitous isn't it um how this all how this all works but but yeah man um today we are talking about the power rangers franchise and um before if anyone asks no we're not gonna i mean we can briefly discuss the 2017 movie but um i would like to save that more for a future installment um when jeff's here by the way yes jeff is not here unfortunately for this episode he is uh he is it's valentine's day weekend as of this recording in 2021 and jeff is with his uh girlfriend so we just want to wish him the best and his girlfriend as well uh lovely lovely people um and jeff is definitely giving us his blessing on this because he's like yeah he's like he he felt very underqualified to do this topic but um would very much love to come back about the movie in 2017 because he actually really enjoyed that movie far more so than justice league which um, bold statement for me. I think Power Rangers 2017 is a better team up movie than the entire Justice League movie. But I do too. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just me. But um, anyways, yes. Today we are talking about Power Rangers, and so um, I guess I guess we could kind of go off with um, uh, I guess a little bit of background of how Power Rangers is. Is so, Josh, how much do you know about the history of how Power Rangers came to be? Uh, I know my history i know it started out with uh haim saban if i'm not mispronouncing that i apologize Haim saban, but it's haim saban uh, haim saban sorry uh, uh um yeah he was i realized that he was in uh i think he was in japan or tokyo one day he was visiting on a business trip and sentai was playing on his tv and i think that's how he got the idea to eventually adapt the sentai to American television as Power Rangers. That's pretty close, actually. I mean, when doing some research, um, actually, the basic idea started back in this earlier than that. So that was the 80s. Let's go back to at least 75. So 75, um, um, Toei TV um, created what's called Super Sentai, which is pretty much the original Power Rangers. So the basic idea is still there, multicolored heroes and spandex their team and they have like opac visors and very colorful helmets and they fight like evil forces um in every season it the theme always changes it's like technology technology based magic based um you have dinosaurs one season you have ninjas another season you have um space one season yeah it, it very much changes um and super sentai has been going on for and geez 
I think this year will be close to pretty much the 50th anniversary of uh, Super Sentai, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, could I think be so. Com- I could be completely wrong, but yeah, it's been around for that long. I know its uh, sister series, Common Rider, um, has been around for a little bit longer. I think since '71, which is the franchise I love the most um, outside of uh, Power Rangers. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a crazy. It's crazy how long that show's lasted for uh, that long, but. I guess in terms of how it got adapted, so I guess I'm reading from the Wikipedia article here, but the idea of adapting Sentai to America emerged back then after the agreement between Toei and, believe it or not, Marvel Comics uh, to exchange some concepts to adapt them to their respective audiences. So Toei, for their second season, so the first season of Super Sentai was called Himitsu Sentai Gorenja. That was released in uh, 1975. Um, That was co-created by Shotaro Ishinomori, who was also responsible for the aforementioned Kamen Rider. Um, Toei, uh, th- so basically, Toei produced the ever-famous uh, Subaida-man C- TV series, which is basically uh, Japanese Spider-Man, where he has the giant <laughs> Leopardon <laughs> uh, robot. It's essentially the forerunner for what they would call their mechs and their zords. Uh, here in the U.S. and then, and then uh, Marvel and Stanley, they were trying to get at least one of the seasons to uh, be adapted or at least shown in the U.S. Maybe get an English dub, but um, I guess no one, no buyers were into it, and that's how it ended. Yeah, but I think they also tried to do like a dub over, like take the Sentai footage and then just do like you know, like that episode of Dino Thunder where they're like watching uh, Abba Ranger, which Dino Thunder is right, based yeah. on, and it's mm-hmm. like English dubbing over the like, Sentai footage. I think they tried that back in the day, and it looked bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if that episode is any indication, it really would have looked a little wonky. But then again, Godzilla is very much <laughs> of that caliber. Whenever it's dubbed into English. Then again, we should probably we should probably go. Let me backtrace a little bit. So, Super Sentai is part of what's called the Tokusatsu genre in Japan, which def, which means special effects. So it's a lot of people in rubber suited like costumes and monsters fighting each other. It dates back all the way to Godzilla, and then after that, um, Subaraya Productions created Ultraman, which is like immensely popular. And then from there, Toei got into the game. And they created uh, Super Sentai and Kamen Rider. And then in the 80s, that's when, as Josh mentioned, Haim Saban was on a business trip. He was on, t- he was watching television in his hotel room. And he saw, I think it was, I, I don't know if it was Bioman he watched, which was the season he saw. But he just, he saw something great in there. And it was like, I need to adapt this. And so um, I guess here in 85, according to the Wikipedia article here, he had produced the pilot episode of Bioman. Um, which was rejected. And then it wasn't until 1992 that um, Fox Kids president Margaret Loesch had previously helmed um, Marvel Productions. So so that's where like X-Men, the animated series, and then eventually Spider-Man, the animated series would air. And, um, and she, apparently she was familiar with Super Sentai. And so they were like, yeah, let's do it. And so from that came the concept for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But... Um, What's interesting, Josh, is just how many pilots they made for that very first season, at least for Mighty Morphin. So the pilot that we all are familiar with, that's not the original pilot. Right, Josh? Am I right? Yep. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, with my family here, I'm a little distracted. I apologize. Nah, it's okay. I can edit that out. But uh, but yeah, no. Um, it started out with the fr- it started out with the franchise. It, it it was the the first pilot wasn't even aired. I mean, you had pretty much most of who the original cast would be with some different faces. Um, the addition being that uh, Dai Trang was not uh, there. It was Audrey Dubois. Is that right? She played the Yellow Ranger in that pilot, and it was a little bit more aggressive. Like, the Rangers were actively beating up the bullies. Um, oh, that's so right. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, Audrey yeah, it was Dubois. The lost yeah. Pilot. Mm-hmm. yeah, so they we didn't... It took a moment for... Um, they had to go. I think th- I think they went through two more pilots, and then that third pilot is Day of the Dumpster, and that's where more of the comedy came in. From what I understand, the Rangers were going to do a lot of their comedy, but it was decided that wasn't the case, and that's where you get Bulk and Skull to come in, and therefore that's where most of the comedy elements go. That's not to say the Rangers don't have funny moments, but most of the comedy is with Bulk and Skull, at least in especially in those early seasons. But yeah, but yeah, I, so I, that's a little bit. Um, sorry, what were you saying, dude? Yeah, and oddly enough, Audrey Dubois—I mean, sorry, Aubrey Dubois—left for the same reasons that Saint John Jones and and uh, uh, Trang left later. Money. Oh uh, yeah, Austin Walter and Tree. Yeah, it kind of sucks though um, that Saban was kind of a—they were a little bit kind of cheap with their their stuff. You would have thought that the show would have made them superstars. It did, but then it didn't. Kind of, it's kind of odd that the way that is. But, uh, but yeah, that's sort of the beginnings of the series. But uh, I guess what I wanted to ask you, Josh, is um, so how did you become part? Of, like, how did you fall in love with this franchise, or at least how did you? Yeah, how did you become a fan of this franchise? Oh, I remember it very clearly. I don't remember how old I was exactly, but I can remember every detail of how it happened. Uh, I was young enough, and when my family and I, we were back in Blockbuster, back when it was still a thing, and they had VHS tapes, and I walked in a section, and all I saw was like this VHS box cover. On it, there was Goldar, a T-Rex, and a guy that looked like he goes from a human into a red warrior. The art cover looked really cool to me as a kid, so I thought, what is this? I rented it, popped it in, and very uh, that night I became a fan. <laughs> um, I have a similar. I wouldn't say my experience was similar, but I'd say I think because I used to watch Fox Kids a lot as a kid, uh, especially a lot younger then. Uh, I was more into like Batman and Spider Man, and definitely the X Men. And uh, I know Ninja Turtles, but Ninja Turtles wasn't on that network. But yeah, I remember watching Power Rangers. Uh, for, there and i something in me just kicked in i'm like wow like these kids are like martial arts and fighting giant rubber suited monsters and they fight in this giant robot that's formed from like five separate robots and it's like oh man this seems really cool i want to watch more of this and oh man dude the fr- do you remember all the merchandise that was everywhere for this fr- this series like do i i, I mean, collected a lot of it as a kid i still do oh uh, yeah i mean I don't have as much Power Rangers toys as I as I did back in the day, but I have like, dude, I remember having the bed sheets as a kid. Um, Me too. I still have mine. Oh, do you really? Like, do you have like the original like ninety three? Like, I mean, maybe not the original like those sheets, but do you remember having like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers sheets from the back in the day? Yeah, it says the character's name on it, and it's the Megazord. Oh yeah, man. That that's not that's really going old school, isn't it? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, dude, uh, it's funny when the pandemic started, cause as of, as of this recording, the pandemic still going on. Um, my mom, um, cause we still had some of the bed sheets. They had gone, they had their, they had gone old and worn out and whatnot, but my mom still found uses for them. So she made me a homemade mask and it, she took, uh, she took some of the power rangers bed sheets and she made it into a mask and i'm like oh this is so awesome so even if it even if it wasn't in a pandemic i would so so totally wear that it was pretty awesome i'll send you a picture of what it looks like i'm sure you'll get a kick out of it okay (laughs) um but yeah do you so do you remember any kind of like your first impressions outside of um like what were some do you remember some of your first impressions upon watching any footage yeah, I think uh, what really got me into it was like the moment they called out their, their like or said like it's morphin time or like the moment they turned into their suits and then they you kept hearing that Go Go Power Rangers theme, theme song and then they and then they make their things form into the Megazord. I was like, yep, sold. <laughs> dude, yeah, th- like I said, dude, okay, so let's be honest. This show is extremely cheesy. It's obviously not meant for adults. It's meant for children. Um, but there's a certain charm to it, you know, like I, for me, I've always said that like Power Rangers for us in the nineties was like what Batman, at least the night, the Adam West Batman series was to kids for in the sixties. Like that shit was like all over the place. Um, and dude, like everything about this franchise is just like, dude, it's definitely had its ups and downs and like they've evolved over the years. They've changed partners. I mean, I mean, we'll get into that, but yeah, it, this series is, I'm surprised it's still it's still going on today pretty strong. I mean, it's not as it's definitely not as big as it used to be back in the nineties. Um, but definitely still has some willpower to say the least. I mean, I think as of this recording, um, the new season called Dino Fury is about to air in about a couple weeks. Uh and next weekend. Yeah. So yeah, the series has been going on from like ninety-three till 2021 yeah it's crazy how this series has just been going on um but yeah going back to mighty morphin so how the how the original pilot goes is you have five teenagers with attitude if you will you have jason the red ranger played by uh, austin st john you have uh kimberly played by um amy joe johnson she is the pink ranger then you have walter jones playing zach the black ranger Thai Trang playing Trini the Yellow Ranger and Billy the Blue Ranger. Um, Billy David the Blue Yost. Ranger played by David Yost. Yes. I was like, why did I blink on his name for a second? <laughs> Whoops. And then, of course, you have like future additions to the cast at some point. Um, you would have, obviously, the man who would definitely define Power Rangers for better or for worse. And that's Jason David Frank as the Green Ranger and then later the White Ranger. And then, of course, you have you, you have like a whole multitude of like other uh, side characters and whatnot, but the two characters that are very prominent throughout, at least until in space, are Bulk and Skull. And the joke, if you watch uh, any of Linkara's videos um, for History of Power Rangers, um, very much they are the heroes, the true heroes of the franchise. I mean, if you really do think about it, they go through the most character development than any of the Rangers. Not to say that the characters don't, but if you really think about it, Bulk and Skull went from like comical bullies to cops to police detectives to private investigators back to cops and then they go running around with professor phenomenus and in space 
And then, and then at the finale of Countdown to Destruction, they're leading the rest of Angel Grove to fight all of the evil forces uh, there. Uh, so yeah, they go through a lot of development. But um, speaking of characters, let's talk about the Rangers themselves. Um, did you? Uh, who was your favorite Ranger as a kid back in the day? Uh, Tommy and Jason. <laughs> It's always Tommy, isn't it? That's it's it's always at least those two. Um, yeah, but uh, that was me as a kid. As a as an adult, I grew to appreciate Billy a lot more because I feel a lot more relatable to that character now because I used to be shy like he was. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was very much the Billy was abhorrent was abhorrently the t- stereotypical nerd for the nineties. Uh, I mean, dude, he was wearing overalls, but I think. The reason why he his clothing was so baggy is because David Yost was a gymnast as well, and um, like it wouldn't look right if a nerd <laughs> if he was a nerd in the beginning, and it was so nerdy in the beginning, and he just looked like he worked out a lot. So I like how eventually they developed his character into into like he drops the classes, he drops the overalls, he wears less baggy clothing, he looks less like a stereotypical nerd and looks like just one of the kids, and um, and he's more confident in himself. I guess if you want to talk about overall character arcs, I think Billy has the most character arc, or has the most character development throughout his entire time there. Would I be wrong in saying that? Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, no, I absolutely agree. He does. Not that the other ones don't have development, but I think the one that had the best character development other than Billy is Adam. Of course, my favorite Black Ranger of all time. Speaking of uh, Black Rangers, let's address the um, elephant in the room, if you will, in terms of casting. Um, it was a major joke, and it was a major joke in the '90s, and everyone popped it out or pointed at it, pointed it out. But um, remember, you have a black man playing the Black Ranger, and you unfortunately have an Asian woman playing the Yellow Ranger. Um, before you call racist, it was just simply a mere coincidence and horrible. <laughs> A hor- yeah, it was a very horrible coincidence on their part. Um, yeah, and I, think I don't that's know how why you feel about that, reverse. Josh. And I think that's why they kind of did it in reverse. You know, like when they leave and then uh, Aisha and Adam come in and then they change mm. it up. Oh, now an Asian American is black and the black one is yellow. Like, I think that's why they changed it up. Yeah, no, I di- no, I, I think that was good on their part because it, if they continued that trope, it would have just been like, well, that's just stereotypically uh, um, odd to say the least. I mean, they do repeat that in um, Operation Overdrive with when a black guy is playing the Black Ranger again, but that's a little further on down the road, and they probably should have uh, thought better than that, but hey, that's that's then. Um, did you have... What did you... How did you feel about um, the cast change at the first, the first time they changed casts? Uh, as a kid, it was weird for me because when I would watch a VHS tape, the original Rangers are there for one episode, and then on another episode, they're not there. Then I'd be like, "Hold on, where's Jason Zacatrini?" As a kid, I hadn't seen though I hadn't seen the power transfer episode where they changed Rangers at the time, so mm-hmm. it, the transition from one Ranger to the next confused me. And also, I was thinking, "Oh, when did Tommy go from green to white?" I don't get mm-hmm. it. Like, it confused me as a kid, but I get it now. So the reason why the reason why they went through all this is because um, so we should we we've neglected this part and I should probably mention we should probably get into it. But so the way they adapted Power Rangers was they would take a season of Super Sentai. So 
for the first season, it was uh, uh, okay. It's called Zoo Ranger. Zoo Ranger. Forget, yeah, Zoo Ranger. But I forget what the official title. Uh, I figure it was what, spelled Z Y U. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm trying to remember what the official title of it was. The full original, original, original title. If I find it, I will let you know. Oh, wait, it's right here. Um, Koryu Sentai Zoo Ranger ran from '92 to '93. Um, so what they would do, they would they would film original American scenes with a new original plot, and then when they did the fights, when they did the fight scenes, they would that's where they would use the fight scenes from uh, the sem- the Sentai footage, and then incorporate it that way. So they would always find a way to match location. Uh, from there, obviously, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. You have to remember two different countries and then two different like filming looks to each other. I mean, yep. it was always odd, right, Josh? Yeah, when it's uh, al- yeah, there are ways you can tell. Like, there's one minute where the suits look a lot more bright and colorful. Like, okay, you can tell that's American footage, and then the suits mm-hmm. go back to a more lighter looking color. Like, okay, that's Sentai footage. Well, I felt the suits were a lot more shinier in the Sentai footage than they were in the American version. Also, the, the American stuntmen were a lot more bulkier than the Sentai stuntmen. You have to remember, like I said, different cultures, um, and obviously the way the action shots are different. By the way, Sen- uh, Sentai gets away with a lot more, I'd say a lot more violence. Like, you can swear in Sentai, and it's still, and you can get away with it. Because I think... I think the way they have it is that the Japanese are a little bit more lenient with their content in terms of what they show to kids. I mean, you can't, you can't show nudity in front of a child. Let's put it that way. But um, I think you can get away with a little bit more mature content for kids because I, and honestly, I think that works because it, it shows kids uh, more impactful stories and, and it's visually more striking than, what shown in Power Rangers. Not to say that Power Rangers didn't go there, because Power Rangers did go there at some point. They didn't swear, but they did introduce the concepts of death and whatnot and the repercussions of that. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, so let's let's discuss the big the biggest change of Power Rangers. And that was when Jason David Frank um, entered the series. Um, how did you feel? What what were your like do you I mean I remember when he first came on, I'm like green became my ultimate favorite color because of this man. I don't know how you feel Josh, but yeah, for me, Tommy is like Tommy for me is the goat other than Adam. And then other than Jason. No, I agree. Green became one of my favorite colors because of him too. I remember even as a kid, when he'd use his dragon flu to call out the dragon sword as a kid, I just say, (laughs) Hey, his sword is Godzilla. (laughs) That's always the thought I had too. Wasn't it? Like, he would use the dragon dagger and he'd be like, I call upon the power of dragons or dun, 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 dun. And he basically just used the flute to call the dragon sword. And much like Godzilla, that fucking uh, giant dragon sword comes out of the water. He'll sometimes like cause destruction as, as he rises up. He'll, <laughs> I mean, like remember when like he takes like this uh, giant, like red and white chimney and he just takes a bite out of it. I'm like, that's yeah. so fucking Godzilla. <laughs> and then he, this is how I knew that Power Rangers was adapted from Japan is because like around maybe when I was maybe a little later after watching Power Rangers, I started watching Godzilla films and I'm like, this is like watching a Power Rangers fight, isn't it? And then I realized, wow. And that's when I finally made the connections that Power Rangers was adapted from Sentai. But um 
yeah that it's the the footage is very let's just let's put it this way there's a lot of uh footage manipulated so that it fits the american storyline for sure it's it's crazy but dude i've seen the original fights footage with the green ranger and the red ranger in uh the sentai and dude they fucking go for it like uh it they're not holding stuff back like you can definitely tell there have been some cuts made in the american version but if you watch the sentai version dude they go all for it it makes you want that in a children's show but i guess do you have to remember um this was the 90s and i guess parents were very much a little like we don't want our children watching that um a very apprehensive about but you have to understand children would not shut the hell up about power rangers but but yeah, yeah it's it's I crazy to to that because days. i would not that's all i went on about as a kid <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did you feel? So how did you feel overall about Mighty Morphin as a whole? Because um, obviously a lot, like I said, a lot of changes made. Um, you had, you had the, the three uh, Rangers switch out with three new Rangers. Eventually Amy Jo would leave the show. And by the way, we'll get to her in a sec. And then, um, and then they would transition to a new series from there with new powers. But, but yeah, overall, what were your like overall impressions of Mighty Morphin? Uh, Mighty Morphin was everything to me as a kid. I mean, the Power Rangers are pretty much the sole reason I'm a fan of the superhero genre today. As a kid, the go-to heroes that converted me into the superhero fan that I am today were three characters. The Power Rangers, Spider-Man, and Batman. Sounds, it sounds about right for me, although although that sounds like you put in five characters, no, six characters and then a two additional, <laughs> and you get eight characters. I just wanted to point out the math there in that logic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, dude. Dude, like Fox Kids back in the day was the channel to watch. Did you have Fox Kids in Canada, or is it a little bit different? No, we had Fox Kids. Oh, you did? Okay. Because I, well, I know like broadcasting I is a little different. Did you? Okay. Well, I didn't watch a lot of it as a kid, so I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. Well, I know that, I know that they had a lot of... Um, Obviously, like as I mentioned, you're from Canada, and I know that you know transmissions are different in the border. Obviously, you don't have all the same channels as us. Um, but I've always, been, but I was always like, oh, if you have Fox Kids, that's great, because like I said, that means you get um, you get all the great shows we watched. Um, how did you feel about some of? How did you feel about the villains? Because let's be honest, the villains were some of the more interesting, memorable parts of the show. Cause like the Rangers would always fight like different monsters of the week. And then of course you had the main villains. How did you, what were your overall impressions on Rita Repulsa and then Goldar and Finster and uh, squat and Babu and those guys? I never really had many thoughts on squat and Babu or Finster. Cause they were just kind of there. Aaron Finster was just like the guy that made monsters. Squat and Babu are pretty much Balkan Skull as aliens. <laughs> and uh, Rita's the leader, obviously. And as for Gold- Goldar, uh, he was my favorite because it was a gold monkey. As a kid, I thought, <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know he was a monkey. You know, honestly, I didn't know he was a monkey until like much later on. I guess maybe when I got to middle school that I realized, oh, he's a flying golden monkey. So he's essentially the servant to the wicked witch, which is essentially what Rita Repulsa is. Uh, and God bless her, Barbara Goodson. Well, technically she's played, but Rita's played by two people essentially, at least in the first season. I mean, well, 
Barbara Goodson is the American voice for Rita and God damn, she has a great voice. He, she, she does an amazing like uh, performance. Um, do you know the story of how she got the role? Josh, I do not enlighten me. Um, okay. So I guess how it worked is, um, I think it was, she was at a, no, no, she was doing, she was auditioning for the show. Um, and she was interested in doing the character and they wanted her to do kind of like a wicked witch kind of the voice. And apparently they were told her that she was fired at one point and they thought that she wasn't scarier. She wasn't scarier enough. And, uh, at that point she was pretty kind of pissed off. So in her, in what would become her Rita voice, she was like, you want me to get angrier? I'll give it to you angrier. And that's how she, beca- and that's how she kept it. She's like, drink a lot of cough drops and uh, you have a good memory in ear and whatnot. And that's how it goes. Um, Interesting. Um, I missed a couple parts of that. Cause you kind of cut out there, but Oh, so she was fired, but then she came back by coughs, migraines and, like, well, yeah, she, well, no, she was really, yeah, she was really pissed off that she got fired. So she was just like, you want me to give you an angrier portrayal? I'll give you an angrier portrayal. And that's how you get the iconic Rita voice as it is. Well, uh, good on you, Barbara. God bless you, Barbara. God bless you. Um, let's talk about some of these villains. You had, you, we mentioned Squat and Babu. They're kind of just there. They're really kind of just comical foil. They don't really do anything. Goldar was the shit. Uh, he was very much that one evil general would always go down there. I remember in the first season, like, like when he fought the Rangers, like he was like a force to be reckoned with. And then he kind of became a joke towards season two when they started beating him more often. And then by season three, he became even more of a bigger joke with Rito Revolto, uh, Rita's um, brother. And um, but it kind of sucks because I really enjoyed Goldar as an evil villain and uh, i'm glad that he came back for the anniversary in beast morphers i just wish that it was a uh, kerrigan mahan who came back and did the voice and in case you don't know what goldar yeah. com- sounds like it's like i sound like this my liege empress rita i will avenge you <laughs> very much that deep kind of voice um season two with the villains got really fascinating do you want to talk about lord zed Oh, Lord Zed. I cannot gush about this guy enough. Enough. I mean, I, I, I think that's another thing I love about Power Rangers, that sometimes they'll go for the Sentai, but sometimes they will say, we're not doing that, that's too silly, and then they'll come up with something completely different, because he is the first ever American U.S. Power Rangers villain, and he is the stuff of nightmares. Robert Axelrod, rest in peace, you are Lord Zed. Yeah, it's funny how like Robert Axelrod, who by the way was uh, was from what all from what I've understood was a very humble, nice guy. Had this very he was he was the voice of Finster on the show. He he's done like a whole cavalcade of characters on Power Rangers. He was primarily a voice actor, but he's done. If you've watched some Tim and Eric skits, you'll know he was apparently on there. But um, yeah, he voiced Finster, and who would have thought that someone like this would do this for a number of episodes? I am Lord Zed. That's funny. As a kid, I didn't know they were the same voice actor. I know that now. I did not know that as a kid. Right. right. Dude, he, the design for this character alone was fucking great. I mean, first of all, this is how you knew they 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 upped the ante in season two. So, like... Uh, before the end of season one, um, Tommy had lost his powers and then he got him back for a while. Um, Jason had control of the 
of the Green Ranger powers. And then um, he was able to act. He was able to summon the Dragon Zord and uh, was able to um, use the Dragon Dagger as a secondary weapon along his side as Power Sword. Uh, by the way, Jason, uh, I think is the greatest Red Ranger who ever lived, and I think Austin Saint John deserves far more uh, credit and attention than. Don't get me wrong. I love Jason David Frank. Uh, I think he's amazing, but I think Austin St. John truly um, brought something special to the role. And I'm so glad he came when he came back to play the sixth Ranger, the gold Ranger and Zio, but we'll get into that too. But yeah, dude, it, yeah. Going back to Zed, I love dude. The, his appearance alone was probably the stuff of nightmares. He looked like something. He looked like something out of Mortal as, Kombat. Something out of Mortal Kombat. I think, as I think Linkara once put it, this is what H.R. Geiger would design a Power Rangers villain to look like. Like this giant, he has like no skin. It's all like red muscle. He's got like all this metal stuff on. He's got this red opaque visor with a giant Z like as part of the visor sticking out on top. And he's got a Z. He's got a, he's got a staff with a Z at the top of it. And uh, this guy is no force to be reckoned with. Uh, like, he, no, he is a force to be reckoned with. Like, and also what made him great was that he had a Zord as well. It was called Serpentera. And it was like one of the greatest, this like evil, like uh, things to ever come out. They didn't really use that much. Though, I know. But, that's um, why I'm so pissed. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Forever Red special, but I'm pissed at how they made that Zord went out. <laughs> I'll get into that, especially. But season two is also when they changed from um, Mighty Morphin. When they So they went from Zoo Ranger to Gosei Sentai Dai Ranger which is where more of the monster footage comes from because like this is at the point where they started using different seasons. Um, they could, they, I guess there was talking to transitioning them into the die Rangers suits, but they said just for continuity and for familiarity's sake, they stayed with the uh, mighty Morphin slash Z Ranger suits. But the only thing that changed was that Tommy would eventually lose his green Ranger powers. And then he became the white Ranger and the white Ranger came from the, from die ranger but he looked just similar enough to the original mighty morphin costumes or to the original zero zero ranger costumes that he fits the team well and what sucked is that don't get me wrong again i hate to i i love tommy but like um once tommy took over as the white ranger and took over as leader of the rangers it suddenly just became his show right like oh it did it's almost like everything evolved around him Oh, it did, but for me, at least thematically, to me, as even as a kid, this made sense to me because as um, Red Ranger was leaving, I mean, Austin St. John was leaving, and to me, it makes more sense to make the role someone who's been on the show longer. Like, imagine Rocky just comes in and they make him the leader. You're a rookie. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have what it takes to lead a team. You're a rookie. So for Tommy, I, I was fine with it as a kid because it made sense to me. Still does, but I get what you're saying. Were you... Do you remember the whole... Cause I, do you remember the whole white light like two episode arc? Like they were teasing to create a new white ranger, and there was the there was that anticipation of who the new white ranger was. I mean, I mean, do you know why? Do you know why in the first place why um, the Green Ranger powers were lost and why Tommy left the season for a while? For I think I do. Yeah, I think uh, Jason Frank was leaving the show, and I think he was doing um, another one. Uh, what's it called? Uh... It was Cybertron, right? That was what eventually no, would become VR Troopers, has, right? Uh, or something to do with like uh, some it was Cybertron, thing. right? I'm not sure what it was. I don't think it was Cybertron. I'm trying. The name. I feel like I know the name of the show, but it's on the tip of my tongue here. Uh, well, it's v- it, well. Cybertron became VR Troopers. That's um, it. VR Troopers. Thank you. 
Yeah, I, I the, <laughs> but yeah, it that's what eventually it would become. It would become uh, VR Troopers, um, and then Brad Hawkins, I think, was set to become the White Ranger. But I guess a lot of fans really missed Tommy, and they wanted him back. So Jason yeah. David Frank went back to his role, and then Brad Hawkins went on to star in VR Troopers. Oh yeah, um, and, and you know, like those two characters in season two that interacted. I think one of them's called Richie, who works on like the juice bar, and or like mm. Zach's cousin Curtis. They were also red herrings to be the White Ranger. Now that you mentioned the juice bar, let's take a side note and just talk about the sets. Um, <laughs> dude, I freaking loved. Hang- I I wish I could have hung out at the juice bar. As Me a kid. Too. That looked like a cool place to hang out. You had Ernie there. Um, God rest his soul. What, what was Ernie's actor actor's um, name again? I think uh, Richard Janelle. Dude, I would have loved to just like hung out and hung out with Richard, aka Ernie, and just talk about like stuff and whatnot. He seemed like it, it seemed like a a really chill dude. Like he seemed like a cool guy just to hang out with. Um, and he's he didn't really give any sage advice. But he was just like, well, kids. You know, you're doing good. Actually, it's funny you say Sage because I read somewhere that apparently the original plan was to do something where Ernie was uh, supposed to be Zordon in human form. And he knew mm. they were Rangers the whole time, but he never said anything because, you know, secret identities. They were going to do a thing like that. Oh, so Ernie is actually Zordon's human form here on Earth. So mm. he's a tube guy and a human guy. They were going to do something like that, but they dropped it. Yeah, I heard something similar too. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if that plan would have worked out as well because I don't know if I could ever see Zordon outside of a giant tube. But speaking of uh, Zordon, um, I thought the command, did you, so I actually know where, so me in Southern California, I actually know where uh, the command center is in real life. Um, it's in, it's somewhere in Simi Valley. Uh, I think it's some sort of, um, institute um i don't it's it's for um yeah it, it's some sort of institute uh, but uh it's used for a lot of filming sets i know that star trek is shot there uh the mentalist is shot there um if you watch a lot of television growing up if you grew up watching power rangers and then you saw that building show up and you're like oh my god it's the command center <laughs> and then like i love i liked how the command center looked especially um with the with those like tubes all over the place you had that circular kind of like um um like uh hub or whatnot and good old alpha just running around there just making sure everything was kumbaya and whatnot oh Um, i love alpha did you know they had like i I heard they had like three different actors at one point uh, like at different times playing that character at least in mighty morphin um how did you feel about alpha um, it sounds like you really enjoyed him, but, uh, he, he was always, he had some pretty good moments to say the least. I always oh, felt like as a kid, I loved alpha to this day. I still love alpha. He's iconic. He's like everything I, I love in a robot. He's, he's your friend. He's your ally. And he, he has the most simplest catchphrase you could quote, but it's great. I, do you remember that holiday special they did where like, I never saw it. Oh, um, I haven't seen it either. But from what I understand, the joke is that like Alpha's lonely on Christmas, so he transports or he teleports some kids to celebrate Christmas in the command center, and they promise to spend uh, Christmas with the Power Rangers. But like, if you think about it in hindsight, Alpha kidnapped a bunch of kids. Yeah, that's creepy. I mean, I love you, Alpha, but that's creepy. 
it's kind of like the Power Rangers equivalent of the holiday special from uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Um, <laughs> but no one talks about the holiday special now, do they? <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, Power Rangers was like all over the place with its content or whatnot. They did so many ridiculous, crazy things. It was, um, it, it's definitely a franchise worth talking about to say the least. This is, uh, <laughs> like I said, a lot of crazy things in there, but and then there, obviously there was a lot of like behind the scenes craziness back then too. So like, let's get into it. The so Austin St. John, Walter Jones, and, and Tree Dai Trang, they all left the show due to a pay dispute. Am I correct? That is what I've heard. Yes. Um, I guess they said that. Like, I guess it was. Um, and it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. That it sounds like. The show, I mean, obviously the show made them stars, but I guess they were not paid well. They, I guess Saban was very cheap and they didn't like, they didn't pay their actors like very well or whatnot. And so that's why those three actors left. For what I understand, they didn't want to leave the show. They really enjoyed their time, but it's just, you know, when you're not making enough money, um, that's how that works. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how did you feel? So how did you feel when, um, so in their place, they have, um, they have, um, oh God, Steve Cardenas, um, Aisha Campbell, and well, Aisha not, Campbell not Aisha was Cam- the character's name. You've been no Karen, Ashley. yeah, <laughs> it was Karen Ashley. So you have in their place, you come, you have in their place, you come in, um, uh, Steve Cardenas, you have Karen Ashley, and then future anime voice actor star uh, Johnny Young Bosch come in to play uh, Rocky. Aisha and Adam, respectively. How did you? F- so I know you touched upon it a little briefly, but how did you feel about their character replacements overall? As a kid, I liked those characters, but I was thinking, "You three are good, but you're not the three originals." And, but that was that was me as a kid. These days, I've grown to appreciate those characters more, especially Adam. And ever since since those days, Adam has actually become my favorite Black Ranger of all time in the franchise. So why so why is Adam why would you say Adam is the best character um, at least for you um, is it just because and don't say just because he just came but he came back to do once a ranger um, well that's one of them yeah but I think the reason he's one of my favorites is because I could relate to that character so much because as, um there was moments where I think his first episode after he's gotten the power transferred to him there's a they do an episode where it shows he was bullied as a kid and I think there were moments as a kid where even if I wasn't bullied I felt like I was being bullied so in a way I could relate to Adam as a character but I think what made me such a good character is he went from that to a really good character he went from a shy guy to a really confident guy in his fighting skills and he's just a really terrific character overall I think Johnny Yon Bosch really does a good job playing the character oh yeah he he absolutely nailed it out of the ballpark although it's funny when you listen to Johnny talk about the character, I mean, when you talk about the character, because he's like, I can he 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 always considered himself like a background ranger because he always felt that like Johnny, I mean Adam didn't get to speak a lot and he was kind of just like in the background. Once they got to Zio, he felt more of a character, and then by the time uh, he gets to Turbo, is he definitely gets more to do, but then he leaves the show. Um, yeah. But- I think what made me really solidify, like, okay, Adam, you're awesome, is in Power Rangers in space, when he morphs into the Black Ranger, knowing that could kill him, him, but he took the risk. Like, 
that's a hero. That's a true ranger now, isn't it? Yeah, Johnny Young Bosch is like, and he's also, I mean, so most of the, so when they hired the rain, when they hired the actors to play the Rangers, most of them were all like gymnasts or martial artists. Um, definitely Johnny was like in, trained in Shaolin Kung Fu. And I know, I guess in a future pan in other panels, I've seen him discuss on YouTube. Uh, he's definitely developed his fighting style a lot more, but yeah, dude, I, from my understanding, he follows a lot of, uh, Jackie Chan. He, he follows Jackie Chan a lot. And, um, he follows that method. He's dude. I remember when I saw, when I saw him come back for once a ranger. And so like the rain, the retro rangers are like all doing like their own special effects, like fights. And, um, they're using their civilian powers and then they're using their stunt doubles to replace them. Johnny young Bosch is like, hold my beer and just does everything by himself. No special powers, no special effects, just him on a wire or whatnot. And it's literally him pulling off all those moves all those years later. And it's like, oh, yeah, now that's old school for me. Yeah, I even have been saying this since the Operation Overdrive days. I mean, I know I'm in the minority because I liked that season, unpopular opinion. I know. Oh, but I personally think that season would have been a lot, lot better if the Retro Rangers had been the main characters of the entire season with Adam as their leader. Hmm. Well, if it's any indication, I was never really a fan of that season, but we'll get into that. But <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, those three were obviously once you get to season three of Mighty Morphin, um, the movie, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie had premiered. That was a big success. Um, wasn't so well with the critics, but made a lot of money in the theaters. But um, I remember watching. I, I remember, dude. I, I remember having, I still have that movie on VHS, believe it or not. Um, do you have any fond memories of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from back in the day? Absolutely. I mean, as a kid, I used to like be love to copy the moves of the Power Rangers. Whatever they moves they do, I'd copy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I especially you remember. That, hmm? or, sorry, no, go ahead. I want to. I, I want to hear I'm this. I'm also going to say that I love for a majority of this movie. I heard that Jason David Frank and Johnny Unvosh did a lot of their own stunts because their own stuntmen I think broke their legs during filming or something, so they had to do a Ugh. lot of their own stunts. Speaking of those suits, dude, those suits look cool. Um, but I will admit, I will admit, like, apparently those suits were apparently a nightmare for the crew. Um, oh, I heard. Yeah, dude, I heard those suits were like 50 pounds each. Oh, yeah. I think I was at a Comic-Con a few years back, and I think Karan Ashley told me about that. I think she said, oh, we love the, how the suits look, but they were heavy. <laughs> I remember... Um... <laughs> I remember watching Jason David Frank on YouTube, like talk about the suits and he's like, uh, it's like <laughs> they told him and they, he would put on the suit like, all right, do a flying knee kick. He was like, dude, why don't you do a spinning back kick? <laughs> Apparently those suits were that bad or th- that heavy. Like yeah, and- they really, I mean, I mean, you were to be fair, you weren't all that armor on and then you got the traditional spandex underneath. So yeah. And then also, did you know that, did you know the visors, weren't originally going to be there they're just gonna yeah, be they like, were gonna do it where we see their faces i'm glad they kept the visors on there me too um, i i saw what they looked call. like without without them it looks silly yeah there's dude you can you can find dude, you can definitely find like images online and i have seen yeah, those images oh man that franchise alone that movie alone was my childhood and then you got i mean obviously lord and lord zed and reader were still there but um they were set aside for the real villain of that movie, which was um, Ivan Ooze, or as Ivan we like- Ooze played by Paul Freeman, a.k.a. Um, 
Bell, Bell, no, Bell 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 from Raiders of the Ro- Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I guess <laughs> who would have thought Avenue? that he would make a good villain? Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, like at the end of that movie when they like opened the Ark of the Covenant, I guess that's what he saw before his head exploded. He's going to become by the news. He's like, oh no, is that what my future is like? Dear Lord, no. <laughs> how did you? So how do you feel about that movie in retrospect? I mean, I think for me, at least the first 30 minutes of that film. So like once they fight the Usman, that's where the movie kind of like loses my attention. Um, or after they fight the Usman, that's where they lose my attention. But like, I don't know how I feel about you. I think at least the first 30 minutes for me are pretty good. And then from there, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> how do you wa- feel? I watch it a lot. So I can at least tell you, if you look at it from like, if you try to take it from a serious perspective, if, if I don't think it really holds up all that well. But I think if you look at it like you do the Mighty Morphin series, if you just look at it in a nostalgic, cheesy, fun way, that's where it holds up. If you just want to turn off your brain and have fun with it, not take it seriously, it holds up that way. If you try to take it seriously, it doesn't work. Hmm. So we should mention that this show was filmed in... um, So this film was shot in Australia, which is ironic because... Years later, when Disney acquired the franchise, they would move to the next door neighbor, New Zealand, to shoot the rest of this, to shoot the series where they officially shoot now because it's cheaper to shoot over there. But um, I, I know they shot quite a few episodes in there, including one of my all time favorite episodes from the season, uh, Return of the Green Ranger. So this was done in season two. Um, the uh, premise was is uh, they get the wizard. Uh, was it the wizard of deception or the That's wizard right. of illusion? So they get the wizard of illusion. No, it was to- deception. Yeah, I did it again, did I? They they get a lock of ton, of Tommy's hair. God, Tommy, dude, Tommy had some of the longest hair I'd ever seen on a guy at that time. Um, <laughs> and so they cut a lock of his hair, and then they create that lock of hair to create a clone of Tommy called Tom. And he's given the Green Ranger powers. And I remember when I first saw the White Ranger and the Green Ranger fight each other, morphed. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Oh, I know. I didn't see that as a kid, but fuck, I wish I had. Oh, man. Wait, wait. you didn't watch this? Did well, you watch it? Well, I only had like a couple of select tapes as a kid. Like I had a red uh, okay. tape, a yellow one, a black one. And they only had like one, two episodes a piece. Those are the only ones I had to st- stick with as a kid. So, mm, yeah, <laughs> I mean, luckily for me, um, I was able to watch the series um, on re- via reruns on TV. Um, I remember when Disney, so like when it was on Toon Disney or, and Disney XD at one point, um, they would air reruns of the franchise and, um, and like, that's when I finally watched that. I remember rewatching that episode. I'm just like, I just love seeing, um, Dragonzord come back and obviously watching Tommy versus Tommy. And then remember when they go back to colonial Adriel Grove, (laughs) I, I didn't buy the rat suits. Oh, you know what? It's funny you say that because apparently those rat monsters were supposed to be the monsters for the Power Rangers movie. But they I rejected. did hear about that. Yeah. yeah and then I they did. rejected it and said, do that. Well, I mean, come on. Those rat suits look cheap as hell. And then when you compare them to what the Oozmen look like and then what those like stone warriors look like. And like, yeah, the I second... can see why they said no. Yeah, it's that just, that didn't work. I'm glad they did that. Um Speaking of Australia, as again as well, that's when you get another cast change. So at this point, Amy Jo Johnson, and let me say that Amy Jo Johnson, I felt like was one of the best actors on the show. Like she definitely, she brought like she went from like this stuck up kind of like 
valley girl valley girl to being like a girl who truly cares and like she had this really cute relationship with tommy they were boyfriend and girlfriend they're the only couple so far in power rangers to ever fucking kiss and i really oh, wish we'll they, i really that. wish i really wish that when you get to time force with wes and jen that those two would kiss and me never too did. and andros and ashley Ah, oh, dude i fucking hate I can't believe. Oh, don't trust me. What do you think is the reason why Rangers can't kiss anymore? I don't know. I guess Hamesabon thinks, well, we don't want to do that. This is kids stuff. Kids aren't going to care about that sort of thing. Are you kidding me? At least, I I, I don't know the the reason behind it. I can only assume that's what Saban's thinking. Do you remember when you got to Super Ninja Steel and you had, was it uh, Haley? Was it Haley and um, Calvin? Calvin. Yeah, Haley and Calvin. They were the white and the white and yellow Rangers. Um, and they were dating and, and they were dating and then they were supposed to kiss and like but towards the end of that scene. series. And there's a still photo that you can find online of them kissing. But apparently that was also cut. Yeah. And apparently uh, according to Tracy Lynn Cruz, who joins the later as yellow, the mm-hmm. apparently countdown was supposed to be three episodes, not two. They, she and Christopher Kamen Lee, the Red Ranger of that season, they even did a kiss scene. They filmed it and everything. And, but that got cut. When do you suppose they cut? You think it was a time management thing? or I think it was a time management thing because she claims it was supposed to be three episodes. And then for some reason, the studio cut it down to two. They even mm. said there was supposed to be more of the battle we didn't see and a lot more things we never saw in the final edit. I mean, uh, yeah. it still turned out great, but it was supposed to be three, not two. Hmm. Yeah, I just wish that they would have. Um, I just wish they would have done something about that. But Me too. oh well, all's well that ends well on that end. But so, anyways, going back to so, anyways, going back to um, Amy Joe. Um, by the way, I think Amy, I think Amy Joe Johnson as Kimberly was my first crush in real. Mine life. too. Um, God, she was so she was so gorgeous. Do you remember the Suzy Q movie on um, the Disney Channel back in the day? I don't think so. Uh, um, she was so she played Suzy Q in that movie, and that was the other time where I saw her um, outside of Power Rangers, or that was the first time I saw her in something outside of Power Rangers. And I'm like, God, she looked great, and she looked beautiful in this um, in this uh, outfit. And she was a really great in that movie too. I thought her performance was very innocent or whatnot um in that movie but if anyone wants to if anyone's curious i think you can find suzyq on youtube i know there is like the full version of it on youtube and then i I don't know it could also be on disney plus i'd have to double check that but uh yeah check that out for sure but anyway so yeah amy johnson was thinking about leaving the show and so while they were shooting power rangers um the movie in australia there was another there is I guess a future cast member like auditioning there. And it was Catherine. uh, It was Catherine Sutherland playing Catherine Hillard, who would eventually become the new pink Ranger. And it's funny. She has a very similar arc to Tommy, right? Cause she's like, she starts off, she starts off as an exchange student from Australia. And then she acts as a new kid. And then uh, Rita and Zed, like get her to um, get her to take powers, get her to, um, steal um amy's no kimberly's coin or whatnot and then and she redeems herself she even turns into a cat monster at one point do you remember that yes i do remember that and 
honestly, I might be in the minority here. Nothing against Kimberly. I like her, but I think I preferred Catherine a lot more as a character because I think she was just a terrific Pink Ranger for the franchise. And I, as you said, she was a similar arc to Tommy. Started out evil, became a ranger. I think that's why I prefer Cat and Tommy as a couple over Tommy and, and Kim because I think Tommy and Cat make a lot more sense. They started out bad. They became heroes. They have an actual relationship there. There, she was even there to comfort him after Kimberly dumped him, and so I via dear via dear John letter of all things too. Um, and then then again, Linkara did point out like these were kid, these were essentially child soldiers fighting a war. You don't just break up with each other easily. Um, but then that's that. Uh, that's a whole another discuss- discussion for sure. But so yeah, so you go so season three was another transitional phase. You you went from uh, in the previous season you went from the dinosaurs, that classic dinosaur look, to the thunderzords, which were more, um, and they formed the 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 thunder megazord, which was pretty freaking cool too. Had a very um, awesome sword to go along with it, and then. Um, <laughs> And then you had like the Ultra Zord, the Tor Ultra Zord that replaced uh, the Ultra Zord. But the Ultra Zord Titanus did come back for season three. And then just season three was when the ninja craze started really kicking in for this season. That's when they really um, they had the ninja, the, the Power Rangers, they lost their powers because apparently the Zords. Once the Zords are destroyed, that's when the powers are sapped or whatnot, from what I understand. Or, yeah, and I couldn't believe it was by Rio's dumbass brother. Well, that's stupid too. In hindsight, that the Rangers' powers are connected to the Zords. Yeah, but it's... come on, the Zords are destroyed by Rita's dumbass brother of all people. Admittedly, admittedly, the destruction of the Zords is pretty freaking dark to say the I least. I know. I mean, I have a mental image of that in my head. I'm never gonna unforget it. <laughs> a decapitated half of a robot <laughs> falling down. <laughs> yeah, and the torsos falling down and blowing up like um. And then you can totally buy you, but you can totally buy the look on Amy's face or Kimberly's face, just going, "No, yeah, I love it." Yeah, and then so yeah, Catherine takes over, and then well, they get the they get what they get the ninja powers, and then they have the ninja. They have, I okay, so I never really liked them in their ninja costumes. I really preferred it when they stayed in their ninjas in their power ranger suits never liked it and then when they got when they got to the metallic armor i'm like it's just freaking <laughs> what is it it's just freaking uh sparkly or whatnot it's glitter is what it is i never liked that look either it was uh it was very different to say the least i thought the ninja suits looked pretty cool but i i think yeah what what's with the metallic armor it doesn't really <laughs> do anything Remember Ninjor, their uh, their new ally? Like, well, friends, here I am. I'm Ninjor, here to save the day. Oh, Ninjors! <laughs> I, I wasn't. I think. Um, I, I think hilariously, Catherine Sutherland said that like she she thought that Ninjor was annoying. <laughs> I think she said this. I think she said this at a panel once. That she's like, yeah, Ninjor was a ver- was a very anno- annoying character or whatnot. <laughs> I mean, I liked him as a kid, but like, if you think about it, like, he looks like a, he looks like an awesome character, but then when you hear that voice come out of him, apparently don't get him angry because, because then he'll transform into samurai mode. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, 
even a friend of mine made this joke once. He sounds like Marvin and the, the man, Martian Manhunter. Oh, you know, like from Looney Tunes? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's what he said. Hello, here I am. I'm Ninja. <laughs> oh, man. Again, Power Rangers has some odd choices, to say the least. And then, and then remember how Mighty Morphin ultimately ends? So, like, somehow, somehow, like, Zed is able to, like, turn back time, and now all of Angel Grove is are like kids and everything so like all the kids are now all the rangers are now kids they can't morph so they get the rangers of aquatar aka the the power rangers of aquatar or the alien rangers as they're called to come in um and they and they have a little like mini series to close out the official season um yeah, and, and so they have an they, excuse to use Sentai footage of that suit, of those suits, right? Of those of the official suits, then and then, well, that's when you introduce the Zeo Quest. So that's kind of, I don't really remember too much of the Zeo Quest. So why don't you take over here, explain what happens with the Zeo Quest? Okay, well, it goes that in the episode called Master Vile in the Metallic Armor, we meet this villain by the name of Master Vile, who's after a little thing called the Zeo Crystal, a very powerful source of energy in the universe. The Rangers beat him, obviously, because it's the Power Rangers. Come on. And, uh, and then the, by the end of that episode, they've thrown shards of it through a portal, which puts them in a different time periods, which means each ranger is sent to that time period to, to fetch their piece of the crystal. If they do it, they can restore the earth back to its correct rotational form and it'll restore their powers. And it's even a clever way to say, OK, the Mighty Morphin suits are gone. Say hello to the Zeo suits, or as I would call them, the O-Ranger suits. Because then at that point you get to uh, O Ranger, which is the next season of Power Ranger, the next season of Sentai that they adapt. There's also one more cast change right at the very end, and that's the inclusion of Nakir Baris as Tanya. Um, at that point, I guess Karen was thinking about leaving the show, so she decided that she wanted. It's kind of messed up the way they uh, removed her from the show. Apparently, from I know I would have liked a goodbye between her and the cast. Yeah, like an official goodbye, but she decides to stay in the past, but that doesn't make sense. It kind of breaks the timeline of it or whatnot. Yeah, and according um, to Zordon, by making this choice, her parents will show up in Africa with her when she makes this choice. I don't see how that works. No, it doesn't make any sense. Again, Power Rangers is weird. Like, the way they... <laughs> the way I've understood... Uh, the way... Because I watch... I've watched Linkara's history of Power Rangers quite a bit, and uh, the way that okay, going back, the way they've they treated like the way Power Rangers like leave is kind of ridiculous. At least with Kimberly, there was an official goodbye, but with Jason, Zach, and Trini, all that happened was they were whisked away to a they were whisked away to a World Peace Conference in Geneva, Switzerland, which was kind of stupid in my eyes. Um, yeah, but what else could the writers do? I mean, I think they planned an actual goodbye with the characters, but because the actors left before they could actually film those kind of scenes, they had to yeah. improvise. Remember how like that was not their voices when they were morphed? Oh yeah, mm. good times, good times. And like I said, at least Amy Joe gets a proper goodbye. Um, yeah, that's like one of the saddest goodbyes. I'm not gonna lie, when I watched that, it hurts. It also meant that oh my crush is gone. But then camera, but then Catherine comes in. I'm like, oh well, hello. <laughs> 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 Sorry, folks. I, I'm uh, reminiscing on uh, nostalgia right here, like we haven't already. But overall, um, before we get into before we move any further, what were your overall thoughts on Mighty Morphin? I I really appreciate appreciate what it did for me. I think it's what made me the guy, what made me appreciate the superhero genre as a 
Paul, even when I rewatch it today, because I rewatch the Power Rangers all the time, I never stop. Up, um, uh, I when I if I try to look at it at a serious standpoint, I don't think it quite fits. But if you just look at it from a nostalgic standpoint, it's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. No, I have to agree on that point. I mean, for all its faults, for all its cheesiness, its complete campiness, like Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a major like stamp like like stamp and like 90s culture and whatnot like you, you have you had to have lived there like it was all over the place the merchandise they had didn't they have food at one point like they i had believe they did oh my god <laughs> yeah, they, they had they like glasses full of cups they had like cds full of songs they had t-shirts i even had a green shirt once that said tommy on it Dude, I wanted, dude, I wanted to hang out with the Power Rangers so badly as a kid. That's how much I loved. I franchise. wanted to be a Power Ranger. I still want to be oh, a Power yeah. Ranger. Oh yeah, me too. Um, well, I don't know. Did I want to be a kid as a Power Ranger? Ask uh, Justin and Turbo. <laughs> we'll get to that. But, but no, I think no. For me, Power Rangers solidified that like, you know, anyone can be a hero. I mean, it was just one of. The, it was just one of those like points for me where like, okay, so this is what it means to work as a team. This is what it's like to like work as a unit. Um, this is the power of friendship, that sort of thing. Uh, like it's very, despite, despite all the campiness, like I said, there are a lot of good, like moral things that come out of it. Like a lot of good life lessons for children and for adults to come out of it. So I'm really glad that Mighty Morphin is, was the pun intended the power that it was in its day and i'm glad that's still going on strong but yeah no mighty morphin is by far um a powerhouse to say the least but so yeah it's it's crazy how even today like people are still trying to harken back to those mighty morphin days um i mean to be fair that's the season that everyone remembers the most it's kind of like how in star trek like everyone's trying to harken back to the original series but no one wants to move on with like actually move the franchise forward. They want to go back to nostalgia and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's it's crazy how revolutionary Power Rangers was for its time back in the day. It's 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 ridiculous, but yeah. Um, but anyways, so moving along forward to let's just talk. Let's talk about Zio, and let's talk about the rest of the Saban era. Let's kind of briefly go over it, um, but. So in Zio, the Ranger, this Zio is the first time that the Rangers would officially change suits and powers, and then it would repeat into Turbo all the way to what it is now. That this eventually became the staple for um, it, for it overall. But um, yeah, Zio, uh, the Machine Empire comes in. They're the new villains of the series. Um, the Rangers are evolving into um, the Zio powers yeah, as the. And the Zeo powers are apparently supposed to evolve over time, making them even stronger than before, as the lyrics are in the in the Zeo theme for the series. Um, and then, obviously, at one, at some point, you have the Gold Ranger come in, um, Trey of Triforia. He loses his powers at some point, and then he gives them to Jason. And it was don't I think it was great that Jason came back and became a Six Ranger. Uh, let me ask you this, Josh: Did you prefer Trey or Jason as Gold Ranger? I preferred Jason. You were a Jason fan. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I liked. I like. I loved seeing the Gold Ranger. Um, I don't know something about. It. I. I definitely. I think that suit was very unique too for its time. Um, it was yeah. definitely. 
it was definitely where um it was definitely where they it was another sign of like definitely changing the pace up a bit or changing things up a bit. oh yeah i especially um, love the blooper like i think if you watch a blooper for an episode i think uh, nakia burris looks at it and she says it's the black and gold rangers oh shit <laughs> <laughs> because he has black and gold on the suit like <laughs> i don't know if i've seen i don't know i don't know if i ever saw that blooper i, I well it's like if you watch power ranger zeo credits it's a blooper on the uh dvd thing it's like mm. they they put it in the credits I forgot to ask you, uh, real quick, I forgot to ask you this, because I wanted to ask you, um, I forgot to ask you, um, what was your favorite season of Mighty Morphin, real quick, overall? The first, the of first all, season. Of all, the first, the, so that entire first season is your favorite episode of the series? Yeah, it has a lot of my favorite things. It's got, like, a lot of my favorite monsters. It's got the, my favorite swords, the dinosaurs, the, the Green Ranger suits, the suits in general. It's what introduced me to the brand. Everything about that first season, mwah, great. Real quickly with the Green Ranger, I should mention that, like, remember how American his suit looked compared to the Sentai footage? Oh, I know. I mean, you can especially tell. I mean, that shield uh, is supposed Especially to in this green shield, yeah. I mean, that looks fake. That's supposed to protect you in battle. It looked like a... It looked like a cloth suit compared to the the tough rubber-like itness of the actual shield. Uh, yeah, but... I think season two is also is quite as good because it's got Lord Zed and, of course, it's got the Thunder Zords, which is cool. Well, and yeah, mm. Lord fucking Zed next. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, in my, so I guess going back to my original question. So what, so for Zio, what were your, some of your favorite episodes or at least some of your favorite moments? Well, uh, I didn't watch a lot of Zio until I was already in my teens slash early adult years, but I think my favorite character's episode arc slash arc overall is when the gold ranger is introduced. It's I, always the gold ranger, isn't it? It's always whenever the six ranger comes in that people are like, all right, yeah. This is yeah, where I mean, shit's gonna pick the, up. The episodes before the Gold Ranger was fine, but as soon as he showed up, it was like, wow, this went from good to really awesome. <laughs> I have to agree. Yeah, the Gold Ranger was always like one of my the sixth ranger of the team is always where like things get interesting. Uh, especially like when Tommy came in initially the first time around. But I thought it was so great that Jason came back to Me play too. the Gold Ranger. Because it was like full it was like full circle kind of. Like, remember, he starts off as leader of the team as a Red Ranger, and then like Tommy comes in, he's the sixth ranger, and then he takes and then he takes over as for the team as yeah. a white ranger. But and I do love the, and is, I do love the jab meter mean Rita makes a Jason when she sees him again, like personally, I always thought you looked better in red. <laughs> <laughs> well that goes to show how that goes to show that, you know, Austin St. John was still a very popular actor amongst uh, fans, so very much a fan favorite to this day. So I'm glad he came back to do this. I'm really glad he came back for Forever Red, and I'm really glad he came back to do the Beast Morphers crossover. Me too. Um, so yeah, I think. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'm sorry, Jason, David, Frank, but I think I'm glad that it was uh, Austin St. John who came back because he deserves far more love than 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 he than he deserves. Um, but yeah, that's just me, at least. But um, so moving forward to Turbo. <laughs> which was kind of a lackluster season i felt um because that's when things kind of started to dip they they transitioned from the way they transitioned was the turbo movie and uh real quick josh what you think about power, turbo power rangers movie i think it's uh a guilty pleasure i don't think it's a very good movie or a great movie either i think it's kind of like whatever i 
I've actually read the original script and there was supposed to be a lot more to do. Like apparently the main villain of this movie, Malagor, was supposed to take him on and destroy the Zeo power, which is why they have to become the Turbo Rangers. There was going to be a whole journey to the island. There was going to be longer fight scenes. It's more character development for Justin. There was going to be a lot more they were going to do in this movie, but it all got cut. According to the cast, they shot enough footage to make a three-hour movie, but they mm. cut it all down. They cut it all down because little children don't have the patience for that. And then season, I mean, Turbo is where we get a new cast member, or we get a bunch of new cast members, but the first and more prominent one would be Blake Foster as Justin Stewart, who is a child, who is somewhat of a child prodigy, and uh, is in high school. So because at that point, Billy had left the series. Because, and uh, do we even want to talk about David Yost's departure? Because I think that's just fucked up the way he was he was kicked out. He left I, the show. Maybe we uh, should. Or Let, Okay, let's backtrack then, shall we? So David Yost, I think he's great. Don't get me wrong. But I think the way that he left was messed up. I so think so, too. It was, so it was revealed in, I think it was 2009, it was revealed... He finally revealed the reason why he left is because so Jace so David found so David um, apparently was a closeted uh, was a closeted man um, and I guess he was he was brutally bullied for his uh, sexuality and so he felt that he was no longer welcome on the show. I mean, obviously none of the Rangers gave no, none of the rangers bullied him they loved him but i guess it was mostly on the behind the scenes crew so a lot of the producers felt that were being very homophobic towards him and whatnot so he left and and then i guess he tried to he tried gay conversion or like yeah gay conversion and it just didn't work so uh, i'm glad i'm really glad we're what what he's doing right now i think he's a producer i think now yeah, and he's doing I think he even pitched a whole thing like uh, a Power Rangers movie with the with a reunion of the cast, which I think would be great to see. Me um, too. The only trick is how are you going to get Yellow in year? Are you going to do it where Trini died, or are you going to try yeah. alternate universe Audrey Dubois? Yeah, that is a sad thing, isn't it? Because unfortunately, in two thousand one, so Die Train, the original Yellow Ranger, unfortunately tragically died in a car accident. Um, which was it's 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 really sad the way she died too um in that regard but she because she was very young i think she was only ooh how old was she josh was she like here uh, 20s, let me go uh, look it up quick was she like what yeah early 30s 20s no i have actually have it right here um she was oh no dude she was 27 when she died yep i'm just seeing that oh man Dude, that's that's tragic. Very way, tragic. And, and she, because apparently, from what all the cast members have said, she, they thought she was a fantastic actress, uh, very much had a very kind spirit, and was really going to go places. But yeah, that sucks the way. Yeah, she I mean, passed. I really wish she were alive because I really would like to see her. I've met all of the original cast members except except for her for obvious reasons. I really wish I could have met her so that uh, yeah, rest in peace, Dewey. We all miss you. Mm-hmm. Of course. No. Rest in peace indeed. But but yeah, that's just messed up. So anyways, going back to Turbo. Um, yeah, overall I think Turbo is a is where it's kinda it's kinda so this is the first low point for the series in my opinion. Um don't get me wrong, I think I actually okay, I did I actually thought Blake playing Justin was great. Um, no offense to him, but 
I, I did enjoy him quite. I did like his performance, but I think the quality just dipped because I think at this point they were kind of losing steam. The writers were kind of like not tr- we're kind of just like trying to figure out what to do. And then at this point, I guess Jason David Frank was thinking about leaving the show. But unfortunately, his con. unfortunately, if he left, that meant Nakia, at, um, Johnny and Catherine had to leave, which was really stupid because I think they all. Well, I think they all wanted to leave it, the show at some point, but they didn't want to leave all at once. They wanted to leave gradually. But um, yeah, from what so I understand. Hmm? Sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, from what I understand, it was only Jason Frank and Catherine Sutherland that wanted to leave. In fact, here's a fun story for you. Uh, you know, uh, the classic Rangers, Carlos and Ashley, when they were introduced, mm-hmm. they were meant to be the replacement red and pink Rangers. But Oh, really? The- yeah, that that because at the time it was just Jason Frank and Catherine Sutherland that wanted out, so they were going to replace right. them. And then, mm. but then uh, for some reason, the producers and Sabad said, "You know what? Let's get rid of Johnny and Nakia too. We're not even going to tell them. It's just going to happen." And then that's when TJ and Cassie were born. That's just stupid. I can't believe they did that to us. I know. So I think you don't know, like that line in space where Adam says, "Sometimes I wish I was still a Power Ranger." I think that was Johnny Yabosh speaking out. I wish I was still on the mm. show. Mm. That's some shade, especially when it comes back uh, to be a guest star at one point in in the following season. But so, anyways, um, in the power transfer, uh, Tommy, Adam, Cat, and um, Tanya, Tanya leave. And then we get three. Well, we had you mentioned them briefly. You had Carlos and then Ashley, um, played by Roger Velasco and Tracy Lynn Cruz, respectively. Um, I guess Ashley was a friend of um, was a friend of Tanya's, and then um, Carlos was Carlos was on the soccer team with um, Adam at the time, right? Well, it's kind. You kind of had it. I mean, Ashley was Carlos's friend, but I don't know about Tanya. I think for some reason, Tanya, Tanya randomly selected her. Why? I don't know. Oh, uh, they just Maybe did. Just convenient cast change. Yeah, and uh, but I think that yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, Adam picked Carlos because soccer team. So yeah, I don't know why Tanya selected Ashley, but hmm. I'm not complaining. I love Ashley. So, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're the new green and and yellow rangers and then for the red and pink rangers so we get theodore j jarvis johnson aka tj played by Sowen ward he becomes our red ranger and then you have uh patricia jolly playing cassie the pink ranger um and i and this was the first time that um you had a black you had a black character black actor playing um the red ranger and uh obviously when you think about it now that's a major step in the right direction i feel like because what i've always really liked about power rangers is how diverse their character actors are like um there are multiple ethnicities amongst them it it's another thing why i love power rangers so much is because they very much they're they're not um they're very not shy about um being open about like diversity and uh, gender or whatnot, even though behind the scenes is a little bit different, but still I love what it represents. Um, Cause like anyone could be a power ranger. You don't have to be just a white kid or whatnot to be a power ranger. Oh yeah. I think that's why uh, I'm with you about what you said about Blake Foster. I thought he was good as a kid and he still does. And I think the reason I was okay with Justin as a kid is because when I was uh, a younger kid, I always thought, ah, I have to, I have to wait until I'm like, like what, 25 to be a power ranger. And then, <laughs> and then, and then as soon as he well, shows up, they were 30 up, year olds playing power rangers back then, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. But, 
but then I see him become one. I was like, oh, so it doesn't matter how old you are. Anyone can be a hero. That's that inspired me as a kid. And so, yeah, yeah. So then you get so then you get to those rangers. So then you get to um, so then you have these guys, the vain villain, Diva Talks, who carried over from the Turbo movie. Um, she's played by Hillary Shepard and. Well, she was on what maternity leave at one point, and they had her replaced by another actress or Carol you know Hoyt, who also does Demetria in this season, which I thought was pretty ironic to say the least. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like that whole thing that they do at the, the beginning of Turbo, where they said, "By the way, you have a twin sister." Or I kind of figured out who it is, but they dropped that subplot. But I kind of figured <laughs> out who it is. Yeah, for whatever reason, Zordon and Alpha leave, and Zordon and Alpha is replaced by a new Alpha. So Alpha Five is replaced by Alpha Six, and he sounds more like a New York a, accent. Like, yeah, he's no, like, yo, Rangers, how you doing? <laughs> or like, hey, why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and then you have Demetria, who speaks in rhymes at first or riddles, um, and then she speaks normally throughout the rest of the season, um, and then. I mean, say what you will about the season, but I always felt that, and this is the major consensus for everyone, but um, Power Rangers Turbo always had the best, one of the best finales from what I understand. You want to handle this one? Oh, absolutely. That finale is so good. I mean, I mean it's it's carnage. The Rangers have been defeated. The Power Chamber destroyed. Dimitri, I was about to say Divatox, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But Demetria and the Blue Centurion have gone. Everything was, everything. It was hopeless. It looked like they had no reason to keep fighting, but they did anyway. And was like, "This is why you guys are us. I love you guys." And then it leads. I love the way it ends. Like Justin's on Earth with his dad. He wants to stay with him. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I love the way it just ends. To be concluded, the next season, Power Rangers in space. Oh, you trolls! But I love you for it because. It leads to my favorite season. So, so well, let's briefly, well, let's discuss Power Rangers in space. Um, so, how did you, so Power Rangers in space? So, at this point, Saban was pretty much, I, they think the show was pretty much going to be canceled at this point. So, they're like, well, if we're going to go, we're going to go out with a bang. And boy, did they go out with a bang with this season. Cause not only did it, not only did it act as a sort of finale to the series, well, it did. But they brought everything back. So obviously, so first of all, you have a new Red Ranger. It's Andrews, played by Christopher Kamen Lee, aka. By the way, fun fact: his sister, um, who's his sister? Oh my God! Who's oh, that's right. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I got this. Kyler Lay. <laughs> yeah, Kyler Lay. Her, she plays uh, Alex and Supergirl. Yep, she's Alex and Supergirl, which I thought was ironic. So like. Both those both siblings went on to be superheroes in their own right in TV. I just thought that was interesting, an interesting fact there. But but yeah, Andros is the new is the new um, Red Ranger. He's the leader of the team. Um, there are some new changes. Uh, Carlos is now the Black Ranger. Uh, TJ is now the Blue Ranger. Cassie's still pink, yellow. I mean, Ashley's still Ashley's yellow. Still yellow. Um, but yeah, but I, I love that change. I mean, Adam went from the Black Ranger to the Green Ranger, and then it's reversed for Carlos. I think that's funny. I, I mean, honestly, and then, I mean, say what you will, but I think the new Turbo Rangers are much better as the Space Rangers. No, I, I agree. a lot better. 
And I think that's where Turbo as a season went, because I think during the first half, it was boring and lazy with the original cast. I mean, I'm not saying the, I don't like the original cast. I like the original cast, but by the time they were around in it, it felt like it, the franchise needed to go in a new direction. And as soon as these new guys show up, it was like, wow, this season is actually a little refreshing now because of these new guys. But that's what makes In Space such a refreshing season because now they don't have a they don't have a they don't have a uh, mentor. They have an alpha, and by the way, alpha now sounds normal ish. <laughs> um, they have they just have Andrews. They're on their own. They have no mentor. They're looking for Zordon, who's been kidnapped by the United Alliance of Evil. What a fucking great concept because it's all so it's Rita. It's said it's the Machine Empire. It's Diva Tox and her space pirate empire and then you have a brand new villain in astronomer and they're all led by a dark specter who suspiciously looks like malagor it's just a suit it's just the same suit usage from turbo in space and then you get some other great villains you have freaking um darkonda who is this very much this lone like malicious villain who's like who has like he has He's almost like a cat. He has like nine lives, but he looks like a fucking demon. You have Ecliptor, who's this, uh, he's a villain, but he's very much a noble, honorable villain who is out, who's looking out for Astronomer's best interests. Astronomer herself, a very fascinating character. Josh, I will let you explain more about Astronomer. Well, I'll, uh, Astronomer is, of course, one of my favorite villains of the franchise. Melody Perkins, you are so great at portraying this character. I love Astronomer. She's one of my favorite villains. She's even got some of my favorite pieces of dialogue. Like, I love how in the first episode alone, when they uh, become the Space Rangers and the the, uh, and the Megazord transforms, I love how she just, like, well, that was impressive. <laughs> and I love other... Well, which she has too, like with the other rangers. Uh, and she's like, fire the saddle lasers. Oh, I can quote <laughs> astronomer lines all day. I That's how she gets the monsters to grow. Is She's like, fire the lasers. <laughs> oh, and I especially love it because I love that little uh, rivalry she's got going on with Diva Talks. That was gold. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, very much this season, like the rangers are on their own. They're just looking for Zordon. And then they briefly, uh, they graduate Angel, they graduate from Angel Grove off screen. <laughs> um angel grove high um off screen and then they just uh, go out and do their own space adventures um and then uh we let's get to one of my favorite aspects of in space and that's the psycho rangers oh yes and and of course before we know this one there was also the introduction of the silver ranger who of course is one of the franchise's greatest silver rangers played by uh it's uh zane played by uh justin nemo i think is yeah his name? that's right yeah by the way, he will follow you on Instagram. By the way, he seems he seems like a pretty chill dude. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, the Psycho Rangers, their powers are connected to Dark Specter. They're like the. I mean, if you thought Tommy as the Green Ranger initially was an evil, was the one of the greatest like Power Ranger villains ever. Wait until you get to the Space Rangers because the Space Rangers are just what's their line, Josh? What's their line about themselves that they describe? Oh, we are the Psycho Rangers. We're faster than you, stronger than you, and more powerful than you. Only we're not human. Or something. And we're evil. Yes. But I'm with you, man. I fucking love the Psycho Rangers. I could gush about them forever. Well, what makes the Psycho Rangers great is that you, the Power Rangers really have to like figure out how to... Um, 
defeat them because you can't just fight them willy nilly. You have to really strategize how to beat them. Oh and yeah. So one, so one by one, one, they tactic? eventually just yeah. Hmm? Once they figure, like- yeah, one, yeah. Once they figure out one tactic, yeah, and then that same tactic is not going to work twice. It's kind of like playing Batman Arkham City. So when you fight Mister Freeze, the same tactic isn't going to work twice. Exactly. That's what I love about it. Like I love how for the. Um... Let's see. I love how uh, uh, for the pink one, they really just like, okay, they beat her. That's done. And But I love yeah. how it's actually st- – this is why TJ is one of the greatest rangers in the franchise. He's the one that figured out how to defeat a cycle ranger. He said, okay, let's just all be the same color. They can't fight which was us genius. if they don't know. Which was genius. Exactly. They can't fight them if they don't know which one is which. I thought that was mm-hmm. genius. And then I love how for the next episode they said, "Okay, they maybe they can hide their colors from us, but they can't hide what their voices sound like." <laughs> and like, like that was so genius. Like I, I especially love the suspense there because they can't even morph or walk in public without the psychos knowing they're there. Like, oh my god. Yeah, no, the Psycho Rangers are some of the best like villains to ever come out of Power Rangers, and I'm so glad they're they're the villains that initiate the very first team. Well the official first team up in the second in the season following that, mm-hmm. which is power Rangers lost galaxy. But, um, but yeah, what a way to go for in space. Like who would have thought that the series, the season that was supposed to end the series ended up saving it in the process. I and know. That's when you get into lost galaxy. And to walk up your viewers on that. Yeah. I mean, right around the time turbo was coming when it was happening, uh, the, the ratings on the show were starting to really drop and people were losing interest in this br- brand i mean by the time they got to turbo it all felt stale and boring like they were doing anything but by, by the time mm-hmm. it's space rolled around and they said yeah let's go all out it saved yeah like eric just said it saved the entire show the ratings went back up up toy sales merchandise these the suit everything this season did brought back the fan base yeah i mean who would yeah like i said who would have thought that this season would end up saving it as a whole but but yeah, what started with Mighty Morphin ended with In Space, so that original kind of like story arc, kind of. That, and I th- um, and I think it's rather fitting that it starts with a blue, black, red, green, a yellow, and pink ranger, and it ends with that. I think that's fitting. Yeah. No, I agree. It's I'm glad that it ends with the old colors to say the least. I'm sure green. I mean, the Green Ranger is a Silver Ranger this time, but still, I like that the original core colors are back this time around me too i um, think the only thing i would have changed is how i kind of wish the suits had different ones you know how like their stripes yeah. have the colors i kind of wish they had different ones like red in the middle for red blue in the middle for blue ranger i kind of wish the suits did that one change but other than that i love the suits uh-huh. so it's pretty clear that me and josh could go on all day about power rangers let me believe it so but let's quickly just break down the rest of the series um the rest of the history of the show so so after in space, the greenlit Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, that's where you officially get that's where you change out the cast entirely. They're going out to, they're going out to they go out on Terra Venture, which is this giant space station, to find a new colony. Uh, it's a new space colony to find a new world. At this point, like Star Trek was like in its heyday, at least in the nineties. Um so they very much followed that formula. And so the the Rangers got their powers through the Quasar Sabres, which were kind of like um which are kind of very much uh, like serving as Excalibur esque swords. So it's very much almost Arthurian. It's like, it's almost like King Arthur in space. Almost. I feel like in this regard, um, that's a good way of comparison. Yeah. Um, did you, do you have any uh, favorite episodes from, 
Lost Galaxy. Don't say the team up because uh, I don't have say a the lot team of. Up. I have a lot of favorites besides the team up, of course. But one of my favorite ones being the Magna Defender arc. That is great. Yeah, this is also the first season where they don't really have an official six ranger. They have a ranger-like character, but the Magna Defender I felt like was pretty cool. Dude, I remember dressing up as. Dude, I remember wanting to be like the Magna Defender at one point. Um, Me too. Also, he had one. Of, he had some of the coolest armor. By the way, who would have thought that the same actor who voiced Goldar went up to voice? one of the more interesting characters in the franchise. Not me. I didn't even know that was the same voice actor as a kid. I mean, I mean, obviously me neither, but until I got older, that was definitely the case. But yeah, dude, Kerrigan Mahan, just bring it back. And then, so afterwards, then you get to uh Lightspeed rescue. So now it's humans fighting demons in Mariner Bay. Um, oh, they they have Ranger. They have, this is the first season where it's technology developed by humans. It's a very much a military operation. And then um, you get to um, in you get to Time Force, which is considered by many to be the best season in all the Power Rangers because everything worked about it: the acting, the writing, um, the action, uh, the characters. Very uh, apparently, the cast. That's the very much like Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's the only cast that really like got along with each other so well that they almost came back for a second season and a movie. And also, and a movie too. Also, Power, uh, Time Force has the only character named after me, <laughs> Eric the, Myers, the Quantum Ranger, played by Daniel Southward. Daniel, you are a fucking beast, and I love you. <laughs> you um, are. Absolutely. You did your own stunts in that in, in that show, and you are fucking like like mastered your craft. So, um, by the way, this is also the same guy who plays Virgil in Devil May Cry. So, um, he played two angsty characters in two separate franchises. God damn it, I love this man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can see. Oh, just a do you have fun- any? I know we briefly glanced glanced over uh, Lightspeed, but did you have any favorite episodes from Lightspeed? And then, therefore, um, do you have yeah, any favorite episodes from Time Force? Yeah, and I was just gonna glance over a few things, like for Lost Ga- Galaxy of Horse. Uh, uh, the, there was a Pink Ranger for a while, but here's a fun bit: the actress that played the Pink Ranger uh, had leukemia, so she had to leave the show yeah, to Valerie undergo Vernon. chemotherapy. Yeah. And then here's the fun tidbit. The villain from Power Rangers in Space, Astronema, redeemed herself at the end because she turned out she was Red Ranger's sister. She redeemed herself. And then in Lost Galaxy became the, the new Pink Ranger. Her And uh, yeah, let's just say she's the reason I love women and love her. <laughs> <laughs> and, Aside yeah. from Xena Warrior Princess. Um... And of course, Jed. <laughs> and... We should also mention real quickly that like, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, going back to that, is also the first time that they killed off a character oh, like, yeah. on screen. It was really, Corpius. it was a really dark moment, to yes. say the least. Oh, yeah, that was dark. I mean, I mean, there's a reason that whole crossover is so good. I mean, they did mm. that. And, oh, and of course, here's a fun tidbit. The Green Ranger of that season ended up marrying the villain of the season after the show was over. So I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, I guess she wasn't bugging him so much when they weren't being characters. <laughs> Yes, that's a joke because the main villains they fight are bugs. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All, fun fact, they reuse Starship Trooper outfits for for some of the military for some of the military personnel in uh, Lost Galaxy, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh yeah. And uh, on to Lightspeed Rescue. I think Lightspeed Rescue is a very underrated season. I think it's uh I don't think it's better than Lost Galaxy or Time Force, but I Definitely consider it on par with them because it's definitely better than Wild Force. 
Horse. Yeah, you, uh, is your favorite arc the same as mine? Uh, the Titanium Ranger arc? Yes, it is. Of course it is. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, he's the uh, first ever American U.S. original Power Ranger. He is not from any Sentai. No, he's not from uh, GoGo Five, which was part of the original, uh, which was the original Sentai that they used for that season. And um, yeah, I remember. I'm used to own the figure too. Um, yeah, dude, I love the I love the look of the Six Ranger. It's always the Six Ranger that everyone loves. <laughs> I for yeah. So then you get to Wild Force, which is effectively the end of the Saban era. Um, how do you feel yeah. about Wild Force as a whole? Okay. Well, first, I'd, uh, I'm just going to go on uh, Time Force a little bit. I consider Time Force to be one of the greatest seasons of the franchise. It's pretty much a copy-paste of its Sentai season, but it still has some original elements in there or that makes it work. And I think the cast is great, as Eric said, and they all get along. And Ranzik is one of the greatest villains the franchise has ever had, and very sympathetic. I like to point out real quick that Vernon Wells is the actor who plays Rancic. And if you ever seen a small Arnold Schwarzenegger movie called Commando, he's Bennett. And he is one of the most deliciously evil character, evil villains I've seen in any movie. And he's also he in uh, Mad Max Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. And then, then they oh, they pay homage to that in the episode Movie Madness. That's right. Force. I love that. <laughs> well, and of course, Frax is a really good villain. I thought his backstory against Ranzik was really good, and the finale was terrific. Ranzik really mm-hmm. kicked their asses. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it's a pretty great. I think oh, it's pretty and, great. Yeah, and going back to a point Eric and I pointed out before, er, Wes and Jen, the Red and Pink Rangers of this season, are some of the are the like two of the greatest Red and Pink Rangers to ever bless the franchise. And Eric and I, and I speak for other fans of the fra- franchise that I know, we're all pissed that. Wes and Jen didn't get their on-screen kiss that we all want. We they deserve. God damn it! Jason Font and Aaron Cahill were some of the best actors in that entire series. Yeah, and they deserve it. Mm-hmm. So briefly, so going back to Wild Force, Wild Force was the was the ten year anniversary of Power Rangers, and what's Wild Force is mostly known for is Forever Red, which is uh, considered one of the greatest team up episodes ever made. Of course, the team up episode between Wild Force and um, between Wild Force and Time Force and reinforce, reinforcements from the future, it's considered the greatest all-time ever team-ups ever. But I would say that um, this um, this one, Forever Red, is by far the greatest anniversary team-up compared to a lot of other anniversaries. Um, uh, yeah, while Forever Red, one of the one of the most memorable things because the idea is they got all the past Red Rangers up to that time to team up to fight against an old evil force. It was basically a perfect homage to the rest of the, to all Power Rangers as a whole. Yeah. Although I do agree with Josh, the way that they kill off Serpentera at the end of that thing was completely stupid. They were just using that to do, essentially he was killed by a toy promotion. Exactly. I mean, I've seen people make that excuse online, but they say, "But that vehicle was granted to the Red Ranger by a godly figure in the previous Fuck episode." You. But Fuck I don't care. You. <laughs> I don't care if Animus granted him a godlike vehicle. It's stupid. <sighs> oh, and what of course, it does help that end. that crossover and the Time Force, Wild Force one were both written by Ahmed Bowalik. If I said that wrong, I apologize. Ahmed Bowalik? Yeah, yeah, he's a fan of the franchise, and it really helped, and it really shows that he is. He does his history. Mm-hmm. To the point, so like, because I remember when they were transitioning to Ninja Storm, 
they were there was originally supposed to be called Power Rangers Hexagon, which was supposed to be like the Avengers equivalent to Power to Power Rangers or no, yeah, the Avengers equivalent to Power Rangers, so that they would have like all past Rangers combined, like. Um, yeah, I heard about that, and I think it was supposed whatnot. to be like if you guys know what Captain America Civil War was, that's pretty much what Power Rangers Hexagon was going to be. Different. That's factions. pretty much the gist of it. So, but. So at this point, Saban um, no longer really has any interest in the series, and so Disney buys the franchise. Um, yeah, and then half so they buy the franchise halfway through Wild Force. Yeah, and that's um, why Wild Force is a bit complicated. You can call it a Saban season, but it's also a Disney season, so it's a little complicated on that one. But I Ninja agree Storm. on that part. So Ninja Storm, however, is the first ever Disney season. And then, so, so therefore, Ninja Storm kicks off the Disney era. And then, of course, follower, following uh, Ninja Storm, you have um, what I consider my, you get my all-time favorite season, which is um, Dino Thunder. Because, I mean, not only was it the return of uh, Jason David Frank back to the franchise, it was also, like, kind of like a modern reboot, almost, of Mighty Morphin, whereas, like, the teenagers actually had... Uh, attitudes if you yeah they actually had attitudes oh yeah Um, it was it was a very much a modern uh uh uh, very much a modern sort of like retake or look on mighty morphin and then you have sbd which is like cops in the future mystic force has uh magic users because harry potter was getting big at the time and then you have operation overdrive which no one likes to talk about. And then you get freaking, <laughs> you get Jungle Fury, which is very much a Kung Fu, anim, animal Kung Fu S show. And then you get to RPM, which is considered by many to be one of the darkest and also one of the best seasons made because the series, so the series takes place in an alternate universe and um, it's very much inspired by the Terminator, which is very, very uh, ironic because the Sentai that's based off of Go Andre is very much lighthearted it's very goofy it is not even remotely dark at all it is very much a hilarious season compared to rpm yeah rpm is and it rpm is the season much like so rpm is also the ending of that franchise <laughs> i mean of the end the end of the disney era but then saban buys back the series and goes and then you get what's called the neo saban era and then you get you get samurai you get ninja steel no you get no you get samurai you get uh, Megaforce, which no one really likes to talk about, um, especially Super Megaforce. Then you get Dino Charge, which was pretty good from what I from what I saw. Then you get Ninja Steel, was which was kind of a mixed bag from what I understand. And then that was the end of that era. And then you get now the Hasbro era, which is started off with Beast Morphers. And then right now, as of today, as of this recording, you're going to have a beat Dino Fury starting up in this weekend from what i understand right josh next weekend next weekend damn it okay but so yeah i know we kind of glanced over through all that but we're kind of like on time but i would really really um really quickly how do you feel about the disney era as a whole yeah i think i can uh sum up the seasons at least in a couple short words the other eras uh for ninja storm i think it was a good first disney season the characters were good i appreciated the move to new zealand it was a beautiful location different places the characters were good and of course i appreciated how they used more original footage and i especially love how they let's go against the sentai and they start using more original villains starting with lothor i'm not saying 
he's like the greatest villain the franchise has ever had. But I, he's mm. got, he's a good, he's a decent one, and he definitely has some memorable quotes. And of course, yeah. And of course, Dino Thunder, as you said, that is one of the best seasons. I consider Mezagog to be one of the best franchise's best villains. Latham Gaines, you do such a good job with that character. Or uh, Trent is a good homage to the evil Green Ranger, except this time it's the evil White Ranger, which is a great homage. And Trent is my favorite Ranger in that season, so... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, SPD, like Eric said, yeah, that's a season pretty much cops in the future. And fun fact, that season takes place in the year 2025, which is supposed to be four years from now. So where are the aliens? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was a good season, and... And I'm, by the way, Eric, I'm still pissed that uh, uh, they didn't make the Omega Ranger a human. Fuck that. Yeah, me too. I agree. <laughs> and then we transitioned into Mystic Force. I thought it was a pretty good season. I wouldn't call it the best Disney era season, but it was all right. I thought. Uh, I think my favorite character was Plaid Xander. In fact, there's this little thing called Power Rangers Morphicon, and I actually have a thing for that season. When I go to it, I'm go- I'm going with a plan I like to call Plaid Xander. And if you guys don't, and if you guys don't know, that's what the Green Ranger says in this season. Every time he does something, he calls it Plaid Xander. So I'm just borrowing. From well, his that. name is Xander, and his and his idea is he's trying to like, he's like, you know what, my he's he, he's an Aust- he's Australian. He's just like, you know what, I'm gonna try and talk try and talk him out of it. Let's just try and talk this over. And every time it work, every time he goes for it, it never works because the villains just beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, and I, but I love it. It's a quotable <laughs> line for a reason. <laughs> Overdrive. I fucking hate Overdrive with a passion. Yeah, I can tell. I was prepared to make some jokes about that, but for the majority of this video, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) uh, Too uh, many villains. The acting's mixed at best. It's the worst of uh, the Bruce Kalish era. Kalish explosions. If anyone watches Lin Cara's History of Power Rangers, you'll get what I'm talking about. Uh, The music is fucking atrocious. Uh, Don't get me started on that. And yeah, uh, I think the fight only... scenes are the fight scenes are all over the place. Ugh. Yeah, and of course the only actual good episodes, and I know Eric agrees, is the crossover. And it's not when the Overdrive Rangers are fighting. But even, then, but even then, the Rangers, the main Rangers, were assholes. They give up their power so easily, dumbasses. Yeah, but that's why I say if the uh, Rangers in that crossover had been the Power Rangers of the season with stronger writing, it would have been top tier greatness. Yeah, it doesn't forgive it any one bit, but okay. No, it, it doesn't. I, I think it was a bad season, but I do understand why some others hate it. But I'm in the so Jungle mind. Fury, is an, I find, an underrated season. Yeah, me too. It's a really good season, and RJ is my favorite ranger in that season. He has a lot of great quotes. He, he runs a pizza parlor, and I love pizza. <laughs> uh, oh, and of course, pizza, it's pizza. funny how back in Power Rangers in space, uh, they teamed up with the Ninja Turtles, who also happen to love pizza. So. Oh, I forgot about that crossover. <laughs> So at that time, Power the Ninja Turtles had a TV had a live action TV series called Next Mutation, and they decided to cross over the shows with each other. And uh, at the time, I loved it. Looking back now as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck was Saban thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So yeah. Anyways, uh, final thoughts on RPM and Disney as a whole. 
RPM is greatness. It's like my favorite Disney era season and one of my favorite seasons. In fact, after Power Rangers in Space, it's my favorite season. It's also pretty much, if you took the future that you see in the first two Terminator movies where machines have taken over, if you take the, the, that those scenes in the future with the machines and mix that with the Mad Max movies of the Wasteland, you get Power Rangers RPM. It is great. Except they live in a dome city. Um, and that's yeah, but it. when they go out into a wasteland, it looks like a post-apocalyptic waste, just like mm-hmm. Mad Max does. I agree. I agree on that count. And I do love how meta that season gets because, like, yeah, there's one too. episode where they basically just dis- they're discussing with their mentor, Doctor K, and they're like, when we morph, is it absolutely necessary that we need to yell out our RPM getting gear, or is it or like, you know, when we when I morph, I suddenly have a giant ten foot explosion right behind me. <laughs> Yeah, I love that bit, bit of humor. I also love that they poke fun at the um, uh, at the Zords. Why do the Zords look like they've got eyes? They have big googly anime eyes. Oh, and I love Ziggy in that season, like when they're when they uh, see meet the Golden Silver Rangers, and they see, and I love Ziggy in that moment because after they this, they say a flying chicken and uh, a flying whatever that was. That is weird, but I love <laughs> Ziggy's response. Weird, uh, you drive a giant fucking teddy bear, okay? I drive a big fucking fish. What's what a way to say that's weird? Yeah, isn't it true? <laughs> um, yeah. So, do you have any thoughts on the Disney? Era? I mean, on the Neo Saban era? I know Samurai doesn't really get a good rep. Everyone really does not like Megaforce. People like Dino Charge, and a lot of people are mixed on Ninja Steel. I've always personally felt that Dino the the order of best seasons for the Disney era, or at least. Dino Charge, I think Ninja Steel for me would be number two, Samurai, and then um, Megaforce for me. Yeah, I'm kind of mixed on the Neil Saban era as a whole because um, I think the only season that I consider great was like, okay, I actually loved that season was the first season of Dino Charge. I just thought that was great. I was like, this is a return to form. This is what I want Power Rangers should be. I mean, I thought Samurai and Super Samurai were okay. They were okay, and I let Megaforce, Super Megaforce, eh, I guess they were okay, but they were so weak and they could have been a, a lot, lot better. And by the way, Troy is one of the worst Red Rangers of the franchise. Yes, he is. I don't care what anyone else says. If you say otherwise, I will punch you in the throat. <laughs> yes, yeah, he is. We have a friend who thinks that Troy's the best Red Ranger ever, and I'm like, how dare you? Yep. <laughs> That same like, friend also on, thinks he's the son of Jason. That's a disrespect. No, he's not. <laughs> that was the first time I've heard that. And I'm like, I am highly offended by that. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> uh... But it's... <laughs> yeah, the less about oh that, the better. <laughs> less said about that, the better. Um... Yeah, the title charge I thought was a great first season. And I really liked the introduction of the Energems. And, the... and I thought the same theme song is really good. It's one of my favorite theme songs from the franchise. I could listen to it a lot. And How the did cast you feel about good... uh, season two then, if, if you don't mind my asking? Well, I thought season two was good, but I really hate the ending. They really dropped the ball there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and because, yeah, spoiler alert for you viewers out there, uh, they, the, the Rangers go back in time and they prevent the uh, dinosaurs from dying. And they exist in the future. Basically, and... they undo the entire season and they create an alternate timeline as a result. Yeah, created a lot of plot holes that they were forced to alternate universe it. <laughs> the one thing I liked about Ninja Steel the most was the team up, was the anniversary uh, uh, team up, and that was um, 
dimensions in danger. It was great seeing Tommy with the master morpher back because <laughs> he could morph into all his pre- previous past forms, except the turbo ranger for whatever reason. Yep. Um, and it, it was a pretty, it was great to see. Um, it was great to see some returning cast members back again. It was great to see. Um, yeah. I mean, you had Catherine Sutherland in that crossover. Catherine which, Sutherland way, came back. You had, yeah, a, that was her first Sierra time in, the cro- in a franchise crossover in 25 mm-hmm. years since turbo. Yeah. Yeah, you had Sierra Hanna from Megaforce come back, who was like the best part of Megaforce. Don't get me and wrong. And you had um, Steven Skyler come back, who was the best ranger in Samurai. Yeah, the Gold mm-hmm. Ranger. You had um, you, you had, had Gemma uh, from RPM. I love mm-hmm. Gemma. Trent huh? came back from Dino Thunder. That was pretty great. Um, yeah, and they brought yeah, back Coda pretty... from Dino Charge. Coda was my favorite ranger from that season. So. Fun fact: both the Blue Ranger from Dino Charge and the Blue Ranger from Ninja Steel are named Peter and Yoshi Sudarso. They are both brothers. Oh, yeah. And there's even a video where uh, Yoshi gets to announce Peter as um, the next Blue Ranger. And I was like, I get really emotional in that moment. Like, oh, this is fucking great. I love it. Did he not know his brother was going to be the Blue Ranger? No, because here's a fun fact. Uh, Peter did audition for the part, but I think the producers told Yoshi, sorry, we rejected him. He didn't get the part, but that was done as a way to surprise Yoshi so that when he read the name, like, holy Uh, shit, my brother's blue. So they they said, oh, we're going to hire you, but we're going to tell your brother that we didn't choose you because we want to keep it a surprise. Exactly. So that when he does it, that... So that's look on his face when he calls out his name was genuine. Oh, that's genius. Um, that's freaking genius. But and then overall, and then and then Beast Morphers, which is the beginning of the Hasbro era, because we don't know how we feel about Dino Chart. I mean, Dino Fury yet because of that first episode hasn't aired. But so Dino. So spoilers for Beast Morphers. It turns out that Beast Morphers is the sequel to Power Rangers RPM, and yep. the twist for that is fucking brilliant in my opinion but oh, very overall how would you feel about beast morphers well i'm just gonna touch on ninja steel a little bit i don't think it's a uh, bad season or it gets the hate it deserves the only things i really hate in that season are victor and monty they're a ripoff broken <laughs> skull <laughs> i forgot about those characters quite frankly <laughs> yeah i mean i think ninja steel is just okay but whatever and moving on to beast morphers i think it's a great season both of them um, it was a great start from Hasbro, and I love what they did. That's why I can't wait to see how they handle uh, Dino Fury. I'm interested to see how they do that. Uh, yeah, and Eric said, spoilers, it's a sequel to B to B to, uh, sorry to RPM. <laughs> what I love about no, what I, what I love about it is some of the characters, like they have some pretty good callbacks to the previous seasons. I mean, this is this this is the season that has Austin St. John come back for the anniversary episode. Um, and I'm really glad that he came back for that anniversary episode. Um, yeah, the way too. they connect RPM to Beast Morphers is genius. And then they have Dr. K come back, played oh. by Olivia. So Olivia Tennant, she was 18 when she did RPM. She is, this is about maybe 10 years later. Um, and she still looks great. I'm, I'm glad that oh, she came back yeah. to do her part. I forgot to mention this. This is one of my favorite Dr. K bits. That is not spandex. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I forgot about that moment too. That's a good point. I like that moment. Um, yeah, it, but uh, anyway, yeah, but yeah. yeah, dude. No, I think yeah, I think Beast Morphers alone is a pretty great um, start to the start to the Hasbro era, and I really enjoyed the characters. I, I mean, they really got, okay. There's one criticism I do have of all the new seasons that started with the Neo Saban era. 
the puns, like the in-fight puns. I'm like, come on, just shut the hell up. Let me just watch him fight. Yeah, they've made jokes in battle before, and I think they're trying to bring back that from the other seasons, but I don't think they know how to write it well. No, I don't think they do, because at least... Because at least when they talk in battles, at least it wasn't annoying as it, they yeah. started off in in Samurai. So I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, exactly. It it's go. like, I love how they do it in RPM. You know how like, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Tanai. I love how she's just monologuing, monologuing. And I love the Yellow mm-hmm. Ranger Scrolls. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight, fight, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite moments, like when she's fight when Tanaya Seven's fighting the blue RPM range or RPM Ranger series blue, she's like, uh, so red's the red one. <laughs> Red's the leader, green's whatever, yellow's the girl, yellow's the yellow's the girl, and blue's obviously I mean and black's obviously the bad boy obviously the dark the bad boy. So what are you? Oh I'm Scottish <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. That's a great line. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm glad I'm I'm glad that Power Rangers is still going on strong to this day. But um, yeah, me too. Overall, Josh, do you have any final thoughts on Power Rangers as a whole, and what do you hope for to see going forward in the future? Um, well, the touch of Beast Morphers really uh, quick. I thought it was a great start, of course. Yeah, uh, the characters were good. Uh, I thought the original footage was all good. I love how they brought back the RPM stuff because I've been wanting them to tie up that plot thread for a long time. I'm glad they did it in a good way. Of course, Steel was my favorite ranger from that season. And uh, uh, and the crossover was good, was good. And I, while I liked how they brought in Goldar for that season, spoilers, sorry, uh, I thought I didn't I uh, didn't like the voice they did, and <laughs> I do wish it was Kerrigan Mahan. Yeah, and, and as I'm the, disappointed that they didn't bring me back, and I didn't sound like this. Instead, oh. I sounded like gravel, gravelly evil villain as usual. Yeah, uh, and if you guys ever do watch Beast Morphers, just be aware that they do clip shows of past villains, but it's dub over and it looks. Really oh, bad. I hated those clip shows. Oh, don't get me, me too. Say so, yeah. Overall, Beast Morphers was really, really good, and I can't. And I'm hoping that uh, Dino Fury will keep up the consistentness of the um, uh, Beast Morphers. I don't ask for it to be better than Beast Morphers, but I at least ask that the, the good work you did in Beast Morphers keep it up. I agree. I agree. Um, that's uh, gonna be. That's gonna be. Uh, I'm really. I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Um, I like that we're getting a female Green Ranger for a change. Um, which is going to be different. Um, and I, I like, I don't know too much other st- I don't know too much other than the fact that we're getting Kelson Henderson, who's like been a mainstay since the Disney era coming back <laughs> to play his character, Mick Canick from, uh, Ninja yes, Steel. his character's named Mick Canick from Ninja Steel. And he's coming back to play a role in this season. So I'm very yeah. curious how this turns out, but yeah, but yeah. For you viewers out there, yeah, that name was intentional. Like, Mechanic sounds like mechanic. <laughs> they did that on purpose. So, yeah, the Neil Sabanya was full of puns like that. It's a weird, it's a. It's odd how they decided to go with that name. I never understood why they went with it, but they did. Me either. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that's Power Rangers for you folks. Um, it's nearly, a two. it's been two hours since we've been recording this, and I cannot believe you're still here somehow. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> But luckily, um, Josh, I want to thank you for coming on to discuss the show. And I'm really glad that um, that we can talk Power Rangers. I've been wanting to do 
this discussion for quite a while and I'm really glad you're here. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad you came in for this. Please come back. I really would like you to come back in some capacity or another, hopefully with Jeff. Um, oh, cause um, Jeff, cause I think Jeff really appreciates your company too. And I'm sad he's not here for this. Oh, um, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very glad uh, you called me in for the, this. I mean, uh, this franchise came out in 1993 when you and I were born. So it's, we're going to be about as old as it it's is. Still when it going strong. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I really appreciate you uh, calling me on here. I've been wanting to do this with you for a long time, and I love to share my knowledge of the franchise to the world, and you too. Mm. So, And uh, I'm really hoping that, uh, for a quick topic, uh, when they do the a reboot in the future, I'm ho- hoping that uh, the suits lo- look a little more closer to the source material than the 2017 movie suits. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike those suits. I just wish they looked a bit more like the originals or something. Well, thank you for the sneak peek into our review of, of what eventually will be our 2017, our review of the 2017 movie. But um, mm-hmm. I'll let's wait till Jeff comes back for this. But Je- uh, Josh, I want about I was going to call you Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Josh, I'd like to thank you for uh, coming back in, man. I really appreciate you doing this. I really wanted to talk about Power Rangers and I'm really glad I could use this show to talk about. But yeah, folks, uh, thanks again for a very special episode of Two Nerd Skis in a Podcast. Um, uh, for uh, for everyone here and for Josh, uh, this is Eric, one of your Nerd Skis, and uh, we will be back with a brand new main installment soon. So till then, stay shiny, everybody. Have a good one. Next level. Next level.